greetings, combatants. Uh, I am your rule of Outworld, uh, Immortal Brando, and I am joined here by my lovely um, residents. We're going to discuss the glory that is everything Mortal Kombat. Not Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. And to start from the top, let's start with Drillbit, my favorite jester. Introduce yourself. Well, hey everyone. Lena, this should be fun. There's a lot to talk about today. Wow, that was short. Uh, Kaneki, <laughs> my man. I, I like short intros. No, I don't think you like short. Hey, uh, Kaneki, introduce, introduce yourself. Not black. There you go. Uh, uh, wait, who's this? Oh, Nikki. Yeah, weird ass icon. Introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? Um, I'm just here for some Mortal Kombat, and if I hear any talk about Melina, I will stab myself in the eyes. All right, Melina's the best babe. Noah's um, Phoenix. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, I'll bite my Noah. tongue for like five minutes. No. Hello, I'm Noah the <laughs> Phoenix, also known as Noah Sucker 22, which is my channel. But anyways, I'm here for Mortal Kombat, and I have to agree with Melina. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> Uh, red, red. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, okay. um, it's an honor to talk about all things Mortal Kombat. Let's just get straight to it. Yeah, yeah. All After right. The and... panel, of course. <laughs> all right. Uh, resident on um, Pothead, JoJo. Introduce yourself. I am JoJo. I stream three times a week, and, uh, please. Please spread the hashtag smoke for MK11. I don't think you'd be smoking. And last but not least, my favorite um, clown, Renegade Operative. Introduce yourself. Mortal Kombat! Greetings, everyone. My name is Renegade Operative, and hopefully I can give some lovely contributions to this discussion. Hey, hey. And to start this um, lovely thing off, uh, hold on, let me get a document. Alright, so this podcast off the first question. How were you um formally introduced into Mortal Kombat? Anybody could go first. I was eight years old. <laughs> Boomer. I don't even know if that that's around the same time I started playing MK as well. I was eight in second grade, I believe. Hmm. That's the same thing for me. I was in second grade as well. Um you know, um there was a deli that was around the corner from um from my elementary school and when when I went in there, I noticed there was uh, Street Fighter on one side of the room and Mortal Kombat Two on the or Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat Two, and there were so many people who were at the Mortal Kombat or I'm sorry at the Street Fighter Two machine, and I saw the Mortal Kombat Two machine that was empty. So I said, okay, let me put a quarter in, and I'm like, holy crap, this is violent, and I thought that it was like really really cool. No, uh, mine is for me though. Uh, I was in yeah second grade. But one of my friends, um, who was actually a little older than I am, he um, showed me the stuff with Mortal Kombat, and I thought the designs were really cool. The first character that I fell in love with was actually Baraka. And then um, sometime later, when I finally able, was able to play the Mortal Kombat games, my mom's um, co-worker came by um, our place, and he gave me his case of games, which had Mortal Kombat in it, which the first game I played was Deception, my very first Mortal Kombat game. He came in and kicked a lot of ass with Scorpion, and, and from that day forth, I became a Scorpion um, fan. Well, I guess mine, I guess mine would probably start, I guess, 1992, 93. I was second grade or something. Uh, we, Me and my mom went to, Kro went to this grocery store. I think it was Kroger and uh, 
she's checking out the groceries and I had a quarter in my pocket. I'm like, I'm going to go play the game while you do this. And I went over to the art, to the arcade games by the entrance. And one was uh, world heroes and the other was mortal Kombat. I put the quarter in that and I picked, I forgot. I think I picked Sonya cause I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And, uh, then I fought Scorpion. That was the that was the one character that stuck with me, and he utterly destroyed me because again, I didn't know what I was doing. That was my first experience. I thought it was cool seeing the blood, and then I eventually got the Super Nintendo version. And was like, "Where's the blood?" I'm sure you know the story about that, and uh, that's pretty much my intro to Mortal you didn't Kombat. Get it on Genesis? Nope i I first played it on Super Nintendo because that was all I had at the time. Um, right, that's that's really my intro so there you go i Damn was boomers. <laughs> yeah true Damn kids get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I, makes me old now. I was introduced when i was going on a summer trip to massachusetts at the age of, i think 12 so i'm 20 now so that was like eight years ago the reason why we went to this trip is because we were visiting a few of me and my dad's cousins and we saw a girl and her father play mortal kombat 9 I asked to play, and we teamed up together on the ladder germ. I played Scorpion, and she played Katana. The one level we got stuck on was Shang Tsung, the second to last oh. one, if I remember right. I tried to counteract it by playing Shang Tsung as Shang Tsung, but obviously that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's how I got introduced. I didn't play it. Like, I didn't play it a lot after that, but I watched YouTube videos of it. So that's pretty much what I did. And that's how I got introduced. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 1 on the Super Nintendo was how I was introduced because me and the rest of the kids around my neighborhood were big Street Fighter fans. And this was on the cusp of the fighting game boom. So another video game where you could play to win and you could play against each other? Yes, please. Damn. So that was pretty much my introduction. I think I got introduced to it because one of my friends, well, I, no, one of my cousins was playing Deception, and then they did the death trap where you like, where you like hit them off the tower, and I thought that looked really cool, so I wanted to play it. Oh, and the funny thing is, is that I think like the first MK game I ever played was MK versus DC. Funny enough. So yeah, that's one way to get. That's one way to experience the game. Has everyone uh, right, anybody else? gone on this question so far before I do mine? I don't think, uh, did, Kaneki, did you go? My answer was already stolen, so go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, you, also, you also first played MK versus DC? No, MK1 on the SNES. Wow. It, so was, popular one. it was definitely an aggressive campaign. I mean, I had, I had never heard of this game before. I... But then Mortal this commercial came, this this commercial came on where this kid just shouts in the middle of the street, "Mortal Kombat!" and that would that sure as heck got my attention. Yeah. At oh least, yeah. I mean, at least it was the S and the S version, not the Game Boy version. That's like <laughs> that could have been a lot worse. Could have been the GBA version. <laughs> well, we'll get into differing versions like later in the podcast, but I'm just going to give my answer really quickly. So I played MK1 on the Genesis, and that's the first time that I had like experience with that game. 
it was bloody i think um that's the one where uh people had the blood coat so you could input that and then it had the gore the fatalities all that cool stuff that was going on behind the scenes uh so that's what really drew me to mk because i never really seen a game be that violent before and obviously it led to later iterations mk2 i played that also on the genesis and then it spiraled from there uh so overall i really do appreciate the series a lot for getting into it fighting with friends and just having fun like killing each other on a friday night yeah honestly the violence definitely appealed to me as well now i think about it of course incidentally it's around the time when i got into democrat as well so that's something to consider still remember the blood code by heart a b a c a b b yeah, uh, that's it. Down right, down right, left right, left right, BA. No, no, that's Konami code, sir. <laughs> that's yeah. Konami code, right there. All right. <laughs> I remember right, they made fun of the um the blood code in King of the Hill. I believe there was an episode where where the um um where they were giving out the bounty hunter test, and the guy says, "Remember, the answers are are um what you just said for the blood code." And I'm like, I was like, "Oh my god, wait a minute." Family Guy kind of did the same thing as a non sequitur, and I was like, yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not, um, hmm. Not Renegade. I should read number two. Ah, uh, shit. Hold on. Give me a second. Let, while go. you have that second, I know people know the ABA sees ABB, but do you remember the Dullard code? Down, up, left, left, down, up, left, left, A, right, down? Yep. The one where you just got everything. Yep. Nerd. You can trigger all kinds of weird glitches with the flags. Good times. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Now I, can be... now I can read this question. So, uh, what is your first initial thought when you discover there was gore and fatalities? So I think we kind of awesome. slightly answered this one with the last question. Uh, yeah. But like I said, it was it was great. It was something different. If they were striving for something different from Street Fighter, uh, then the gore and the violence was definitely a good way to humiliate the opponent. Uh, I also, it's not in this document as well, but I also liked how they expanded upon things. So you had like babalities and friendships and all that cool, like mystical and wacky stuff that happened when you finish your opponent animalities too yeah animalities i keep forgetting about those you could turn into a penguin and kill someone that was well, yeah that's that. like one of the more sillier ones what about uh everyone else i would say like here's a weird thing like i discovered the fatalities i mean i remember the blood from the arcade version and the genesis version but the uh i didn't actually see a fatality till way way later like someone told me, oh, Raiden rips someone's heart out, even though that's Kano. And uh, one time I was watching some dude be Scorpion, and I saw him do the the toasty fatality, and that was like my first my first genuine explo exposure to a fatality. Unless you count the spike the spike pit uppercut thingy as one, but that was my first exposure, and I thought I thought it was kind of cool. Like I always imagined, like what if other games did that like I, I swear to god when i was a kid i thought of like other cartoon shows i saw like what if they had a fighting game with fatalities and shit and it spiraled off from there i guess i have i had an overactive imagination as a kid so there you go I do remember, like, to add on to that point, there was another game that was trying to do the same thing because after a certain point, there were games trying to ape Mortal Kombat, and one of them was Eternal Champions. I remember the overkills where people 
get grizzly killed in some sort of fashion or they get squished or other stuff like that if you're an mk fan i definitely would check out the other imitators in the series that try to ride that lightning and get on that fame and do something with the fatalities well check out throw kill yeah, I was gonna say Killer Instinct does it too. The first thing that comes to mind for me is Primal Rage. Yeah, Primal Rage. Oh, that's mm-hmm. one. Well, mm, it, hmm, wasn't that also by Midway? I yes. believe uh, so. Yeah. It's, it's, it oh, was owned by Midway after Atari lost it. I think like they, I think NetherRealm, I mean, not whether NetherRealm Warner Brothers has it now. No, they didn't lost it. Um, Atari sold their gaming division or whatever it was at the time to Midway. The reason being is because Midway was buying out competition, which is why Primal Rage 2 got canceled because they didn't want to interfere with Mortal Kombat. Scummy, yeah, but you know, it is what it is now. Yeah, shame. I kind of wish Primal Rage 2 would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Like go visit Galloping Ghost in Chicago. You'll be surprised. There, there is like gameplay videos of primal rage 2 if i'm not mistaken right yeah, uh, yes there yeah, is yeah there is someone okay. found a rom of it and dumped it and it's like almost like it's almost complete i think yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah it was in it was in a rom state for years it's just there were so many fail safes inside to basically prevent it from being played properly on an emulator it just they had to reverse engineer the shit out of it uh Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, anybody else for number two? Yeah, back yeah. to the back to the but, question. But <laughs> as for oh. what was your first thought of Gore and just the fatalities overall? It's like a new kind of finishing move because I was raised in a world of professional wrestling and spectating it, and all the finishing moves the wrestlers used had this "ooh, that's gotta hurt." He's not getting up from that feeling. And you go from dropping on someone's head to shoving them into the mat to ripping their head off or just pulling out their spine and their heart. And it was just so different. It really got the the ball rolling for just extreme violence in video games. I mean, I mean, the door was opened, but MK kicked it in. I remember my first fatality. (laughs) Uh, I was... Yeah, I was playing on the arcade of uh, the arcade version of I believe it was Mortal Kombat 2 and I was playing with Melina, I think. And um, I said, uh, well, pink was my favorite color growing up. So I still like pink, but purple's my favorite now. But I saw a character dressed in pink. I'm like, oh, well, I want to play with her. And when I defeated the my opponent, I just started like fooling around with the buttons and I ended up doing her fatality. And I was like, I just remember screaming, oh, my freaking God, what the hell did she just do? And like 10 people who were in the deli also were looking over my shoulder and we were all going, oh, like, oh my God. Like we thought it was like the coolest thing that we'd ever seen in a fighting game. Cause like in Street Fighter, it's not like, you know, Chun-Li can like kick Ryu's head into oblivion or something like that. Or like, or Ken can like uh, do a Shuriken and like burn someone to a crisp. Like it was something new and something different in, in Mortal Kombat. So we thought it was really, really cool. Hmm. <laughs> Reminds me of my first fatality was also kind of by accident because I was kind of Liu Kang and I was like futzing about with the joystick trying to figure out how to do something and then all of a sudden Liu Kang did this like flip move in the person's face and then all of a sudden he uppercutted them and it was like you did a fatality good job I'm like, okay um so 
come back the same day where I got first introduced to Mortal Kombat. The day we were about to leave, I saw the girl's father playing Mortal Kombat, and they did a finisher with Scorpion. I think it's the one where they sliced his head in four pieces. When I saw that, I was like, is that the same game I was playing? Because I was 12 at the time. I was like, wait, that was in the game? <laughs> um, I was not a fan about that. <laughs> but when I got older and got back to the series, um, long story short, I looked up every fatality in the game and every game. But that's good or bad. That's honestly anyone's choice. <laughs> but um, the idea of fatalities, I think, is probably a concept that's super unique to Mortal Kombat. It's probably why people mostly like it is to finish people with fatalities and show how fast they can do it and etc. But that's my take on it at least. All right. Anybody else? No, I, I think that's it. Other than the first fatality I ever seen was Toasty uh, seeing a guy get shot on fire and turn into a blaze. That was pretty entertaining. Sub-Zero was pretty entertaining. He ripped out yeah. the opponent's spine out. After he's done freezing them. Sure, Patel, I don't know what my first um, fatality was. It might have been a stage fatality. In Deception, I think it's the meat grinder stage. I forgot what it's called. Well, where it's you a knock death trap, technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's still a fatality nonetheless, right? If you want to count it as that, potentially, question mark, whatever. But yeah, I think that will probably be my first time one seeing that. But honestly, I don't know which one's exactly my, my first one, but that's the first one that comes to mind. As far as I've seen someone just get brutally murdered. Yeah. I remember my first reaction to I'm like, oh shit, the guy's on fire. This is fucking fantastic. I love this so much. <laughs> I also wanna also wanna point out about the fatalities uh, before we before we go on to the next one. Um remember how the Super Nintendo version had it had the vi had the uh gore kind of gutted? We're gonna talk about that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. never mind, never mind, never mind. I'll wait till then then. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, for number three, we can move on so we can do what is your favorite and least favorite fatality in the series? Oh, that's hard. I, I didn't, didn't do my homework on all the fatalities again, but she's... Uh, oh, that's a lot of... Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a favorite stage and a character for fatality, if that's okay. <laughs> um, I'd say my favorite stage one is the Living Force stage from MK9. I don't oh, know why I like chump, chump. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I like it, but once it's done, the tree looks at the camera and smiles like, yeah, I just did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... well, the the one the my favorite stage title is always the pit. Maybe the pit too. Mm. Oh, and also the pit MK9 is really cool too. Okay, you know what? The stage fatality for me it would probably be um the God of War stage in MK9 because you can actually choose which one you want to see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Renegade, you married that one? Uh, but. yes, that's the one where if you do the stage fatality, there's like a small box at the bottom of the stage, and there's like spikes, and there's another one where you throw the opponent down and they set on fire, and it's another or one. Smash. Yeah, or they get smashed to death, and you just have like we never seen any stage fatality before where there's a quick time event and you have to choose. I I thought that was pretty unique yeah. in a sense yeah i always yeah and you it's like the first phase from the zeus fight in god of war 3 and always thought oh it actually oh that could actually look like it could be in the fighting game and then they put it in mk9 
It's one of oh, the sucky things about the exclusivity deal is that because of that, we cannot see that stage on other platforms, unfortunately. I've heard also the zoo, the that the God of War stage causes frame rate issues. Interesting, though. I never heard of that before, but... Me either. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go oh, ahead. Oh, Drew, you're breathing. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> but yeah... Probably the worst one is probably is still the Quan Chi's from Deadly Alliance. I'm, it's just it's just super dumb. I think I said that in a video. I'm gonna have to agree with it. Like, why is it that he jumps on his shoulders, he pulls his neck, and then he has a giraffe dick for the rest of the fatality? It makes Ren. no sense. What I just I'm just being truthful. I'm being honest. Like, he <laughs> he falls down and his head is a giraffe's cock, and I'm wondering. Ren. Sort of, wow! Wow! And the video's demonetized. But to be fair, oh the, dev, the devs even admitted that that fatality was Russian. They ended up hating it. Oh man! Like if it would have ended in a generic way with like his face being torn off and they show like some of the details, I would be fine with that. But I don't know. Just it looks so goofy looking. I just can't take it seriously. I understand. Uh, MK yeah. had, good. Oh, it's funny how he went have one of the worst ones to also have one of the best ones in MK9, where he just repeatedly be a dude to death with his arm um, with a person's leg. Oh yeah, that's great. Which is a fatality. Yeah, it was originally from MK4, although both oh, are still good. Geez. But MK9 has a bit more gore in it. Yeah, and the head goes pop. Um, <laughs> for mine, I actually have. My fat my favorite fatality, I would say it's a sta it's actually a stage fatality in MK4. Like this was unique because in every other game, stage fatality was an uppercut. They land in something that kills them, like acid or spikes. This one, it's in the prison stage, where the the player grabs the opponent, spins them around, kind of like a pro wrestler almost, and flings them into a into like a gigantic fan. That's blowing on the it's in the ceiling and it shreds them to pieces. It that's that's gotta that's like I'm surprised no one talks about that one just because of how unique it is because it's not an uppercut it's a grab and it's it just throws them into the fan to kind of it kind of like shows the MK's transition into 3D. I like that one. As for my least favorite one, um, this one's also from MK4. Uh, you remember the, the character Raiko? He's got a fatality where all he does is kick the opponent in the chest, and their torso just vanishes in a in a puff of blood, and their head and their arms are just spinning around like a cartoon, and they fall down to the ground. That's it. <laughs> it's it's the dumbest thing. Look it up sometime. It's stupid. <laughs> I think uh, one fatality comes to mind. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, I don't really have like a favorite because I I have there's so many that I like, but one that really comes to mind, if I remember, was um was Kung Lao's in um Mortal Kombat Nine, where I think like he would have the um the um his hat spinning and then he would pull you towards the hat and like split you in half. Oh yeah, yeah that, that only that only makes me queasy because yeah, that one's so like nasty. And I remember, I think it was Ermac who had like a really disgusting one in Mortal Kombat Nine, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I just remember it being he like he steps on you, uh, he shrinks you down to a size, and then he just squishes you. Was that the one, or 
Are you talking about the, the other one where it's like he sort of takes your guts out when you're in midair? That's in like X, I believe. I, it was it was either him or Noob Saibot who had like a really, really Oh, disgusting... you're talking about the one that pulls you in half, like um Yeah, 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 that's the one I'm yeah, sorry. That's, it was that's Noob Saibot. Saibot. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. cause both of them have like really nasty fatalities and both of them yeah. have like really funny ones, so you know, Okay, slightly off topic though, but now I think about it, now I had more creative gory fatalities, whereas Eleven, like, tried too hard to be creative, if that makes sense? Yeah. I'm not sure anybody would agree that or not, though, but I just want to throw it out there, because I'm, like I said, oh, yeah. Nine had a lot of really good fatalities that just stand out more than other series, I mean, other yeah. games. I guess... Well, yeah, Nine had some great ones. I remember Daybreaker talking about this, but I think he mentioned something of, like, he preferred it when the fatalities are just quick, simple, and to the point. Whereas, as they progress more, it's more overkill going on. Like, well, the dude's already dead. Let me just pick apart this piece and that piece, and let me do that. Even though MK9 kind of had fatalities like that with Sector when he blew the dude apart and like his organs go into the air and he's still targeting the organs with missiles. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's still like, you know, one of those things where the more it went on, the more they got like over the top with it. I agree. It's funny. I, I love agree. Counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to feel the opponent's pain and none, that's never been more apparent than my favorite fatality. Devora's fatality in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, I, I do like this that is one. new. You're writhing on the ground. You wonder what's going to come next, and then all of a sudden, your body sprouts insect legs, and your head becomes a bug head. That's in no, fact. I, I believe on this very channel, I have my live reaction to that fatality for the first time. Oh I yeah, Combat Cast. I remember that. The good old days. It, to this day, it is my favorite fatality. It is Devorah's new species, and it is a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, I don't ah. know that's actually a good one. Even though I'm not a big fan of hers, though, her fatality was just spot on. Like, they saved the best one for first. Like, Jesus, man. Like, can you guys be and, more creative like that? And also, I find that over the years, I'm fond of Mortal Kombat's meta humor. In Mortal Kombat 3, Liu Kang just drops an arcade machine on you. Oh, yeah, he does. I <laughs> oh, forgot about that. He does that in 9 as well, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, people, people like, people like the dragon transformation. That's all well and good. Let me drop an arcade machine on you. The best. Yeah, yeah it is one of the funnier ones, for sure. And the ones I don't really find all that funny. The worst ones are the animalities. Especially in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, because they're just the most confusing nonsense. Most of the time, they have nothing to do with the character. Why is Scorpion, a hellacious specter, turned into a goddamn penguin? Reptile. <laughs> I don't know. Why does Reptile, Reptile become Reptile. a primate? Yeah, he turns I into mean, a monkey. Yeah, and he doesn't even kill them. He just makes them, He just like, chases walk. them off, like... That's not satisfying at all. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of the animalities are pretty good, but others they just make no sense. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I think they just. I think they just want a reptile to return the monkey. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Man. Uh yeah. I, I I guess if I had worse ones, it's easier to say 
how some of those animalities like made no sense and the particular like Quan Chi fatality we talked about. I I'm also like not a fan of like some of Cabal's fatalities from MK3 because literally he's just ugly and he takes off his mask and scares someone to death and I'm like uh I don't know how I feel about this too much. It's so weird, dude. Yeah, it was like probably just meant as a joke. I yeah. did like the balloon head fatality that he had. That one was kind of cool. Oh, I, I think I said it on record. Um, Another one is one from Trilogy oh. where someone has uppercut it. I, I think Rain does it. He uppercuts them, their body falls apart, and then they come back down in the same piece together. And yeah. it's like weird. I just remember. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it could have been just because of time constraints. Yeah, it was, they admitted that Trilogy was just, you know, a port where all the characters are available, but they had a lot of space, so they worked on it. But some of those fatalities are just lazy, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I remember one fatality that I actually loved. I do not know why. It was uh, Shang Tsung's, I think, secret one from Mortal Kombat 9, where he turns into a fucking clown and just shoots him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joker. Yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to just make fun of the one in D versus DC universe. Yeah, I thought that one was funny. Like he does a fake shot, and then the second one, boom, he's dead. Yeah, ironic considering the original Joker fatality got censored over here. Oh yeah, yeah. true. Mm. Yeah, I think Joker has a fatality in eleven. Uh, I don't know actually. I think all his fatalities are new, if I'm not too mistaken. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know. have it as a fatality, but I think you can do it for a brutality, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't see enough Joker gameplay. Mm. Like, I know his well, one lucky. fatality has a machine gun. The other is a boxing glove. Yeah. Well, mm. you're lucky because I see way too much of Joker, and I'm kind of sick of him. <laughs> Combat League, right? I don't play MK11 no more, so. If I remember yeah, correctly, I, 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 uh, going off topic, if I remember correctly with Joker, all you have to do is wait to block and you just do this uppercut thing, with you, right? Uh, I, again. I, I, yeah, I, I don't really know, because I barely fought any Jokers at all. Wow. It's Melina and Shiva the last time I played. Uh, oh, Shiva, a.k.a. Uh, jump. Just jump and you win. Oh my god, I hate yes. that character. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we are gonna get a bit off topic. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we Eleven's are. gonna have its time in the sun. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we can move on to favorite and least favorite male character of the series. Mm. Mm -hmm. Scorpion. Sub-Zero. <laughs> oh. Basically all the ninjas except Reptile. Because he's not a yeah, ninja. Well, reptile's it's cool. Reptile. It's just that he gets shafted so much. Because mm -hmm. he's a reptile. Honestly, okay, put inside on um, freaking Scorpion Sub Zero, because those two are like obvious, especially Scorpion for me. I really do like Ermac, but also like Onaga, yes. you know, as a villain. And of course, you no, know, the the miss himself, Smoke. Like, you can't go over all smoke. Oops. Oh, yeah, true. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I, there was a New favorite smoke. tag team. Yes. yes, new smoke from Deception. Like that was like one my yeah. favorite characters to play as. My favorite, no. uh, it's probably not gonna be everyone's favorite, but my favorite's definitely. I'm just gonna go with the basic one and say my favorite's Raiden, the Thunder God and Protector of Earth. That's uh, Suhao. Uh, least favorite, <laughs> if I have to name one, 
Genok. No reason why. I just wasn't a fan of him. I liked him like, more in the original timeline, honestly. Shinnok? Isn't he just yeah. basically just like a diet version of Shao Kahn? Or uh, he had... <laughs> no. Uh, he had more personality in the original um, timeline. Here's like, look at me. I'm just a villain. Ho, 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 ho. I got ultimate power. Oh, no. I lost. That kind of shit, right? Yeah. Unlike in the original, he kind of toyed um, with in the background. But yeah, like, I'm not a fan of him in the new timeline that much. Oh, my least is Blaze from Armageddon. Damn it! Where he's he's just annoying yeah. Armageddon. Where he's there just a go. more buffed up version. Uh, yeah, and he's boring. I'd rather just fight Unaga instead. The better villain. The yeah. actual king. Yes, the true but, king. But yeah, as for favorites, it's a tough one. It's like between maybe Rain or Baraka, but I really like both of those characters from a gameplay perspective and maybe character too. I'm glad you mentioned oh. Baraka because I'm glad he's getting more love in MK11 because he got shafted since um, MK8, which is MK versus DC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, at least they're actually giving the character more shine. At least more more in the spotlight. Probably least would be Jarek because he's basically just a Kane. He's just basically a knockoff version of Kano. Or or Sue How or Mavado. My my basically oh, most of the three. Well, to end it off, basically a lot of the three D three D era characters I didn't care about. Well, for me, I'd say lore wise, I'd say Sub Zero to be specific, Kwai Liang. I always liked him because a lot of times he's treated you know like the enemy, even though he's really trying to you know be a good guy and that definitely shows in MKX when he's like finally treated like one of the good guys for real uh Quan Lane always got stuff done especially in the original timeline yeah and plus his, his MKX look in my opinion is the best Sub-Zero so far and I'm talking the one with the beard I love that costume Sub-Zero was always I always felt Sub-Zero was better when he when he wasn't wearing a ninja mask mm. um and I would say my least favorite Obviously, you know, a lot of you say, you know, uh, Sue Howe and Mavado. I, I kind of like Mavado and uh, Blaze. I would say my least favorites would have to be a Kira, would have to be Kira because she was kind of boring. Yeah, the female Black Dragon member. Yeah, female Kano, as I like to call her. Yeah. Not even female Diet Kano, I should say. Yeah, they didn't fuck her up enough. Now, that's the kind of problem because now they ended off a little too early with the um, 3D era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They really should re-explore the 3D era characters more, aside from Kenshi and Frost. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, my favorite smoke. <laughs> was your uh, least favorite? I don't know. I would probably say anyone from the from like around that 3D era. Like I don't really have a, a character who I really dislike. Um so I can't really say. Um I mean, I guess if I really had to say a character who I really dislike and it might be controversial, probably I don't really like Shao Kahn. I just think he is such wow. a um... You know, I'm in the same boat as her actually. Shao Kahn was not my favorite um villain. Oh, I don't know. Just... I just think he is so like uh how, how do I say? Generic. So, yeah, like non-effective compared to someone like Sha like Shang Tsung. Like Shang Shang Tsung just has like this 
just he's so evil vibe about him and i think he was just such a great effective villain and as soon as you defeat him it's like you know yeah shao Kahn's big and he has a hammer and he's cheap and he's this and he's that you're you know you suck you're this you're that i'm just like okay you're just a big guy with a hammer I mean, Shao Kahn is... I honestly like Shao Kahn, considering he did act... Considering he was able to fake his death, and also... almost, And he pretty much won in the original timeline that Raiden had to go back in time. Uh, I mean, bullshit retconning? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in also, terms of the lore, like, some of the stuff he was doing, he was getting shit thanks, done, Raiden. even though it was weird. But uh, Shao Kahn, to me, I don't like him for differing reasons, because of a stupid difficulty and it gets on my nerves so much it's like also, okay, hammer hammer throws hammer knee the, the shoulder charge the shoulder charge i'm like it's will you fear. fuck off like my god dude taunt taunt hammer he oh. annoys me gameplay wise so heavily that i fucking hate him are you um, trying to do a combo on me? Well, guess what? I'm impervious to pain. Shoulder. Super yeah, armor. You can't yeah. say the same for Shao Kahn MK11, sadly. Good. No, that's good. I mean, Sally. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just want to point out, I, I forgot. I thought we were talking about just bad characters in general. I realized, I just realized we're talking about male characters, and I, I said my least favorite was a female character, so that's my bad. I just realized that. Oh, me, oh, me. oh, oh. I will uh -oh. say my least favorite character is Kai from MK4 because he barely does anything. Oh, he was yeah. supposed to be like the Black Liu King, but it did nothing with him. Yeah. yeah, he was like. That's a good point. I don't, I don't hate him. He's just wasted potential, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. like they could have was... done so much with him. But well, shout out to the homie Cyrex, by the way, because nobody talked about him yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, the cybernetic people are cool too. I like Cyrex. Shout out to Hydro. If only he was canon. People yeah. like their monster chrome, man. Baby. Chrome. <laughs> Please don't talk about chrome. I remember the chrome rumors? Oh my god. People like their mustard man, but my favorite condiment was always ketchup. I'm talking about oh. my boy Sector. Oh, you mean sect? Because he always gets sacked? And, and this the real the homies <laughs> are the commentators, mustard and ketchup. Shoutouts to them again. Yeah. But that makes smoke oh, yeah. relish. Yeah. But... The, no, you're the screen. It might be a bit weird, but I always preferred Cyber Sub Zero over regular Sub Zero. At least I did like wise. I did like Cyber Sub Zero a lot. He was fun. He's cool. Like, I don't I don't hate him. He's cool. The the only thing I don't like is his super, but that's like another topic entirely. Uh, I guess for mines, I I would say I like Smoke, uh, Sub Zero, and of course Reptile. I think you know I like Baraka as well. For the people that I don't like. I really thought that fucking what's his name? Uh Kim Masters in the 3D era. Cobra Cobra Cobra, Cobra was boring <laughs> as hell, dude. He's so like I just I just see nothing interesting about him at all. And I think yeah. he just ended up being a jobber anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, they killed off Kano so that Ka so that Kira oh, and Kano's Cobra. Still alive. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they didn't he die on like MK this in Deadly Alliance? No, he was alive. Oh, you see him in Armageddon, um, actually. Um, I think it's one of the characters that never died in the first timeline until the end. Yeah. Ukano. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, new timeline comes. He's dying left and right. Yeah.
shot in the head and like, hey, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Macarena. Okay, but let's actually move on to number five now. Actually, I'm, just... I'm, I'm sorry, just a deeper dive into Sector himself. This is this is a robot that shoots missiles, does uppercuts, and plus we're all talking about. Uh, I gravitated toward this character because he's this color. Red was my favorite color, and Ermac hadn't really existed yet, so I kind of had Sector, and just he's kind of been he's kind of stuck around. He was in MK9, and when Mortal Kombat X announced Triborg, and they had like a Sector variation, I was all over that. Um, you know, he had probably one of the best intros in MK, um, nah, TBH, but yeah. <laughs> no mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Striker is really cool, um, but, you know, he's non-existent now. Shut up, Kenneth. Yeah. Uh, so, let's move on to number five. It's Fox! Uh, yeah. uh, who was your favorite and least favorite female character in the series? Actually, I'm gonna go first on this one. Now, this All one right. gonna go both ways. My favorite character is female character is honestly Sindel. Uh, oh. For various reasons, though, but the best one is that she took like the stereotype of you no know, golf people looking evil and whatnot, and flipped it on his head. She's like the polar opposite on how she um, dresses and appears. Now, that being said, though, the worst female character is probably honestly um, MK11 Sindel. Damn, that right well, there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, straight up uh, character assassination. I'm about to get to that. Yes. She's literally the definition of character assassination. Like, a lot of people, myself included, don't like Devorah, though, but, yeah, she assassinated characters, though, but she wasn't a character, uh, she didn't, like, have her character assassinated versus Sindel, you know? Sindel's, like, the pinnacle of how to not retell a character. She's just, like, super evil now, and nothing's interesting. Yeah, they, it's like, it's like retcon. evil. It's like evil Superman, like, I just... I just don't find it appealing at all compared to their like counterparts where they're actually searching for redemption. Well, in this case though, like um, Sindel was never inherited evil though, because she's always in both timelines. She was forced to do you no know, evil deeds yeah. when she was resurrected. Here, they retconned her from MK9 to make it seem like she was always evil. Like, no, that's not how it works. You can't just simply do that at a whim when you have literally written um lore. And actual video proof of what Sindel was capable of doing before um, she, no, she was resurrected afterwards. And suddenly for her to be evil from day one, I'm sorry, no, that's just straight up bullshit. Yeah, we could have just... a... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, it just makes her look very shallow and one-dimensional. I agree. They, they, the the retcon was stupid. They yeah, she pretty much became a gold digger. They could have. They could have made Jack's characters a uh, well, backstory of canon, but that's for another time. Uh... My, mine's gonna be brief because I already said my my least favorite female. Uh, my my most favorite, obviously, Kitana. She's. Um, I like the the dynamic she has with Liu Kang. I like her fighting style, and uh, my favorite color is blue. Plus, I like her story of uh, of how she was adopted by uh Shao Kahn and not really her daughter and how she tried to redeem Adenia and shit in the uh original timeline when Adenia managed to come back and thrive yeah, I think the original timeline how do know her story arc was a hell of a lot better I do like her becoming Khan um in MK11 though but there's a lot of problems with MK11 I'm not gonna get into yeah. but yeah the original timeline did her so much justice 
Oh yeah. My favorite my favorite version of her was in MKX obviously. She in my opinion she that's the way in that one she looked the best. I really enough for me it would be uh, honestly MK9 with her mask on of course though. I do yeah. like the simplicity of it though like the stylish um like the marking she has um the symbols or I forgot what it's called but I do like the design of that. Is it either that or the one in MK um Shaolin Monks? Yeah. My personal favorite female character, uh, it's probably gonna be not anyone else's, but uh, it's Scarlet, mostly because I just love the idea of blood magic and how she does it. When I, I uh, when I got Mortal Kombat 11, I played Scarlet because I remember her. I remember, you know, back in- <laughs> that was also a retcon because she doesn't, she didn't have blood magic. She was actually just using blood, her own blood. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There was something I liked about Scarlet and whatever she used with blood. If it was magic or not. Yeah, uh, she was interesting, not to say the least. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have a least favorite, so we'll just move on with everyone else. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot more that they could do with Scarlet's characterization. Like, a lot of her characterization is said in between conversations with other characters. But, like, I, I really liked her moveset. Like, I ended up liking Scarlet's moveset so much that, like, I said to myself, okay, well, if Melina doesn't come in 11, then I'm going to be playing with Scarlet. Well, now that Melina is in 11, and... See, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with Melina. She's actually my favorite female, and she's actually my least favorite female, because at this point, it's like, like, you know, I don't want to listen to, like, what the Twitter crowd and everything says, but it's like, if I hear one more quote-unquote Melina stand, and I'm going to get all the Melina stands coming, after me now. That again, love it. If I hear any more about Melina, this Melina that I'm like, shut the fuck. Oh. Like seriously, I'm tired of hearing about her. Like I, I love Melina. Don't get me wrong, but oh, I've static. Oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> <She's also laughs> Melina the call. <laughs> oh boy. Um, no, I, I do love Melina. I really do. But I, I just feel like this generation of Melina fans. Molina stands, whatever, what have you. It's just enough already. If she was not in, um, um, if she was not in eleven, I would have been fine with that. Um, All right. No, here's a little pro tip: don't let fandom ruin a character for you. Simple as that. Exactly. Don't let the, let the developers ruin a character for you, like they did for me. But don't let the fandom do it for you. Mm-hmm. No, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, because honestly, like I said, I love Molina. I really do. Um, it's just I. I just don't think she was um, really good in this game, and I, I just feel like her characterization has really seen better days as well. And going on with what you were saying about uh, Sandel, obviously, I don't like her more Kombat 11 iteration. I, I just think she's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, you still got static going on there, just uh, let you know. Oh, jeez. Did you pick up any of what I said, or? Yeah, we we picked it up though. It's just like it's just yeah, a transmission. Very... <laughs> yeah, like era... oh, there for a second. Yes, yeah. it was error failed yeah. on that one. But uh, I'm gonna be a scumbag and say, you know, uh, I don't think you Boom fans or you Mortal Kombat fans deserve Melina. I'm just I'm just saying in general because the amount of times I see people hound this man every day over this character, I'm just like every time I see her online. I'm so compelled to do a fatality, and it's so satisfying when I do it. 
like 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 people can be really annoying with that stuff so i i wouldn't say she's my least favorite but in terms of female ninjas she's definitely like lower on the totem pole because there's like so many interesting characters the best ones jade best female ninjas jade don't at me yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's mine yeah. I, I would totally agree with that uh as for, i agree as for yeah. least favorite i'm so hard because it's like uh i don't know i just i just don't have one on my mind right now maybe some character from the 3d era that was not too appealing i know somebody said kira and i'm like yeah kira really didn't stand out to me um in terms of what they did with her so i'm just gonna say that one honestly yeah like um, chronica uh chronica's <laughs> also boring yeah i, oh, I will yeah, put her I down like her. yeah she's yeah, like brian's she, wife honestly we don't talk about that bald you know honestly she's probably like the most boring villain in the entire series so far she does nothing dude like she well, has like, no control time and she doesn't do anything with it yeah you would like, figure with like time controlling powers you would get a more interesting villain but you just you just don't no, they fucked it up. That's what he did. Chronic I mean, only does something at the very end, but beyond that, it's like, what was your purpose again? I mean, there are there are villains that's like later down the line, like we talked about, like uh, Blaze that doesn't do anything as well. But on the male side, even on the female side, she was just she could have been like a lot better than what we got. No, and not actually in defense of Blaze, though, he was designed for the purpose of what he was supposed to do in MK11. I'm sorry, in 11, um, Armageddon, right? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be like the final boss, the vessel to stop or start Armageddon from happening. That was his purpose, right? Chronicle over here has literally the power to manipulate anything in her disposal that is related to time, and yet she cannot beat Raiden or Luke Kane, even going back in time to cut them from the timeline. Like, you, come on. She's arguably the most powerful um, being in the in the um, lore because she's a titan, not a, um, an elder god, right? And yet she still loses. So we got like bald person versus giant lava man. The battle of the generics to me. The, That's how I feel about the, both of them. <laughs> like the I just only, don't care about both of them. <laughs> the the only female character I like is from the MK3 era. Was this, the actress who did Sonya? Oh, so you're uh, talking about simping over here? That's about it. Yeah, because so, when, when they reach to the, yeah, when they reach to like the new timeline, like what is it, from Deadly Alliance until um, the new is the newest timeline to like MK9 and further. I just don't have a favorite female character. I just rather be, you know, be favorites with the homies. Uh, I think I think Sonya was alright, and um, what was it, MK9? I'll I do it in a bit, okay. Hello, oh hello, my. family. <laughs> you have to mute yourself there, dude. Oh, shit. Sorry. It's fine, dude. Sorry. My uh, bad. But, but I was going to say, I'm surprised no one said Tanya as their least favorite. I, Tanya's... I, I kind of did not mind. Like, Honestly. Like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't even mind her in X. I, I thought she was fine. Like, I don't know. But yeah, in, in she's 4... She's better in a new timeline, to be honest. An yeah. old timeline, yeah, she could definitely go in a bargain bin. At <laughs> 4, holy shit. She was, like, stabbing everybody in the back. I was like, okay, then. She got Liu Kang killed in one ending, too. So, like, I don't like that too much. Isn't Damn. Tanya the one with, like, the, the little triple neck twist? I, oh, yes. Yellow. It's like... yellow. 
Yeah. Tanya. It's like one was enough. And then they what? made her, and then her and Melina have like have like a baby or something. What? Yeah, MK11, like that weird um, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're I think they a couple. keep trying to make Melina and Tanya a couple, and I'm like, uh, hold on. But... Uh, I I know they're a couple, that... but I didn't know they had a baby together. That was weird. Yeah, and one to it's arcade ending. For... ending. Yeah. yeah, but I was gonna say for my favorite female character, it's probably Jade. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. she's definitely the best out of all of the female ninjas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyone... favorite? Nobody had my favorite female, and I am glad. Nataro? Oh, Devorah! Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> I was gonna say Devora, but I actually like Scarlet a little bit more. So, in a world where just... Female insects in fighting games come down to QB from Darkstalkers, and that's really about it. And you get this cool bug woman with flakes. She has all these children and the spiders and the speech, and she has the best fatalities, and she has like the the best kill count. Trash. She's like okay. she's like Legion, but awesome. It's like this one serves the hive. Yeah, I like that. I, I did I did like that in Devora. It showed yeah, a legion kind of personality. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say she's great for killing Melina. That's how I feel. Honestly, remember with all <laughs> the, the scumbag. I'm being, I'm being a 100 scumbag today. Remember when oh, all the Melina fans were seething over that? Oh, I was happy. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. oh, I was one of them. I was so mad when that scene came up in ten. I was like, no, <laughs> the greatest kiss in fighting games. Trail. A bunch of heathens mm. up here. So uh, Devora, she's, she's Devora, in, Devora in MKX is the best. Devora in MK11 is the worst. Oh lord. They they butchered my girl in 11. She remains one of the worst characters from a competitive standpoint. I don't even want to play her in 11. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah good. I mean, uh, she could be worse. She could be Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is just like bland. I, I, like we went over that, but still, like, and I don't like his whole bullshit AI. It's just I hate him for like different reasons, in my opinion. Oh man, I see the chat going. All right, well, I guess we can move on to the next one if you guys want to move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's like the underrated character question. Name a character that does name a character that deserves more recognition. It doesn't have to be a favorite. Smoke, Kenshik, Tejita. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Anyone who died in MK11. Tejita. <laughs> well, well, it's a couple people that, that died. It's a couple people that died that were popular, but uh, definitely, I will say Takeda. It's. I yeah. mean, him it, too. He he wasn't yeah, even in that game. <laughs> like holy shit! Yeah, how yeah. is Takeda not in the freaking game? But freaking Jackie and um Cassie no are movie plot armor. Had the opportunity in the new movie. Yeah, I would say Smoke. You know, I I want Smoke back. Like he's only had like what three legit playable appearances in the series so far. So, yeah, counting, uh, like MK three. And MK Deception, Deception and Armageddon. MK9. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yep, four. four. Okay, so four. 
It yeah, would Armageddon, been extra, Armageddon should be exempt because everyone's in that game. That's not no, fair. No, 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 it is fair. It counts. All right, let it let counts. him get one. It let counts. him have one. <laughs> it counts. Hold on, hold on. I wish he was an X, but you know what they did. With try the other characters you fought. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm still hoping that that next batch of MK11, if they make smoke part of that next batch, I will start playing it again. Yeah, I have to agree. Mm -hmm. There was one character that stood out to me, and I would say Smoke. I don't know why. I liked them as well. So I'm with you on that. I'm hoping to see Smoke. Okay, I love he really still has it. Oh, man, it's it's nine. I always liked the little bromance he and Sub Zero kind of had in MK9. Like that was kind of cool. Like, oh, I love that. Like that. True. Oh, maybe wait. I have friends, another. Maybe make friends with Scorpion again. I'm sorry. I was like, I have another Artem mission as well, Fujin. I know he just came out recently again in MK11, though, but I think he deserved more spotlight. Oh, yes. I loved yeah. his MK11 appearance. I loved it so much. I was so that happy. That yeah. MK11. That was good. I'll give him that. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> yeah. the best he's. It's probably the best he's ever been in, at least in terms. Yeah, in terms of everything. Like. Funny thing, if you listen, if you compare Fujin's and Raiden's dialogue, uh, pre-fight dialogue, it's like Raiden's the strict father and Fujin's the cool uncle. Basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as for a character that deserves more recognition is Stryker, mainly because they keep neglecting him. Yeah, he's dead. He's still dead. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's really weird, though, like how him and Smoke are the only ones who did not come back as Revenants, like... You got to fight all the other revenants, and like they just kind of left Smoke and Striker in the reverend forms in Mortal Kombat 10. Like, what's going on? Why were they the only ones left behind? Because bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Striker, I can kind of understand. Thanks, Raiden. Well, it, it makes no sense though, because when Sonya stumped Quan Chi and right in the nuts, like Scorpion, Sub Zero, and whoever else. Um, and then in the vicinity, like, just lost their um, the revenant form, it became human, right? Again, right? It came back, yeah. So, like, what's what's stopping the others from like losing their revenant form as well? Oh, yeah, like, even even Cabal came back from being a revenant, and like, how close him and Striker were in nine. Like, well, I think I, I think I have a little bit of an explanation. Um, when he did that, all the people that that were turned back into humans from the revenant form were in the room when uh. Raiden did that little spell thingy on that monster that came out, and, and after that, and the I, coupled with the defeat of Quan Chi, I guess that turned them back into humans somehow. Yeah, no, that's still a bunch of bullshit too. Because uh, I know it's a Deus Ex Machina from. Yeah, I'm from just gonna. Al, I know. I'm just gonna assume Ed Boon forgot about them. Ed Boon wasn't even a writer. Sorry. <laughs> so mm. like, that's not on him this time. Fair enough. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I kind of understand why Striker's not, or why Striker hasn't come back, but Smoke is just a little like, yo, what's going on here? Actually, I have another armor mission. Um, two of them. The twins from Armageddon, Taven and Dagon. Like, yeah. the Red Dragon is a prominent figure in, within the MK Mythos, and yet you don't see them at all in a new timeline, besides from that cameo appearance in um, MK9. They get the, yeah, they're mentioned a bunch in the in the endings, but you never actually see them anywhere else. No, like you have two Edenians, two demigods, and plus uh well full gods I think they are. And you have um Rain, who is their um half brother, because um the dude slept with somebody else. So I'm like, come on, like you could you have a story arc right there, the battle of the gods, practically. Like, come on. Also, Nikki, if you type in, can you mute please? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to be quieter with 
Uh, so, um, anyone else got um, anything else I, I would like to, because I know someone has mentioned this character, but I would like to see her back. Because the What's 3D up? games, the 3D games rarely give their cast Chameleon. respect. The 3D games rarely give their cast respect. Frost was a major exception. She came back in 11 in a big way. But Kira gets nothing. Yeah. And there is so much potential in a female Black Dragon member, especially considering their big rivalry with the Special Forces, and Sonya needs a proper rival because Kano can only do so much for her. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like it feels like Kira not being a part of that Special Forces versus Black Dragon showdown is just a missed opportunity. Honestly, though, I guess the whole Black Dragon as a whole, because um, they could easily like revamp like Corbo, for example, make him like the Black Dragon's Liu Kang in a way, because no, he's definitely had the attire for it. Just give him the skill. Mm. I don't know. Anyone else got anything else to this? Going once. Uh, Kung Jin definitely. I I would have liked to have seen him come uh, back. Kung Jin. <laughs> well, like goner. You know, you know, it's funny that they had the combat kids in Mortal Kombat X, and half of them did not come back in the sequel. It's weird. Literally, yeah. I call them young. Was my favorite out of out of all the combat kids. He was my favorite. Forget Cassie. Forget uh Jackie. It's fucking Takeda. Why no, get the shaft? I actually like um Cassie. Uh, preferably MK11 though, but I do like Cassie. Her and um Takeda are like my favorite characters from the combat kids. Jesus Christ. Takeda number one though. But uh well said we had Cole, Cole Young, but we'll get to that sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone does anyone don't mind Jackie though? Uh I Jackie's never mind Jackie. I don't I know I never mind her. I mean, she's just she's there okay, for me. but She's yeah. at least right. got she's... a she's at least got a unique play style of shooting guns, which has never been in Mortal Kombat before. Or uh, having things to punch, you know, with metallic arms, you know, uh, definitely not before. It's like no one, like, like no one to talk. Uh, people talk about Cassie more. <laughs> but for a well, like, I don't, I, I don't. Jackie are negative, so. <laughs> oh, I don't hate hate Jackie. Yeah. I just don't care for her either. Like, if she disappears tomorrow, like like on her NK11 ending, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I basically, I basically right called now. them Team Young Justice, and if okay. Team Young Justice wants to like screw off for the rest of the franchise, I, I would not shed a single tear. Like they're all right, but it's about the originals. Yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, for anyone else though, because uh, we got more to number seven now. Uh, all I'm gonna say is what I said in chat: Team Red Dragon greater than Team Black Dragon. Yeah, they actually did shit. <laughs> yep. All right, um, I'll read this one off. How do you guys feel about the latest iteration, MK11? I oh, have boy. a lot to say. <laughs> oh, Lord. Seeing, well, I'm going to be frank with y'all guys. I have the only true game I've actually purchased myself is I've seen all the games in store. Seeing how the other ones went. Out. Oh, really? Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, you uh, bought a, a, a you bought a game like which Mortal oh, Kombat yeah. game was it? Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. That's really the only one I bought, but I've seen all the other games and seen the story. Seeing how oh, the other okay. ones went, it definitely could have been a lot better. the The one thing that really pissed me off is that Cyrax and the other uh, what was the other one? 
Cyrax Sector. and yeah, Sector. Sector made Cyrax and Sector made appearance. You could fight them, but you couldn't play as them. At least not legitimately without yeah. hacking. They pull yeah. the same shit with MKX with um Baraka and whatnot. No, Talion um, was the only one that I think it was Talion, but right to the only ones that actually made it you know, into the final roster at the end yeah. of the day, though. But yet, if you actually mod the game, you, they have their own full, well, it's full enough moveset to be playable. And right. yet, we didn't get them. Yeah. No. And another thing is um, the, t- the story. Like, we go through all this shit only for, spoiler alert, the era to make a beginning. Like, okay. Then we got the DLC going in, and nah, there's... <laughs> It is very. Sorry, it just makes damn sense. It's just a huge mess. Yay, Katana's a con now for no reason. Woo! <laughs> I, okay, that I could live it though, but they could have done a better build up towards that. Because freaking Kodo Khan, how can I forget this guy? He is like the biggest jobber of all the cons. Let's be honest here. Like, hold on, he was like the super imposing threat in the last game, and then he gets completely destroyed. Um, he has broken. Yeah. yeah, like who, like. Kodo Khan is like nothing now in the story. Yeah. But don't worry, they buff him for competitive. Co- yeah, they give him new likes. <laughs> yeah. He new was likes. half the man he used to be um, in, in the story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, half the man I used to be. <laughs> what? I stopped. <laughs> I hate you, Drew. God, but yeah, yeah, MK11 is just really mixed for me, mainly because I kind of preferred the more aggressive style in MKX more. Yeah, same here. Or at least in the get previous rid, as well. Get rid of the grinding. Oh, also, wait, hold on, man. Get rid of the freaking, um, the... Oh, what what is shit called? Breakaway? When you spin midair? Yeah, breakaway. Um, they, they ruined that mechanic by adding in, like, the armor break mechanic, um, what more armor breaks towards um, certain characters. Like for example, collector. If you dare try to do a breakaway on one of his combos, man, you're gonna get your ass grabbed and get in um in another combo. Yeah, like it's like works against you. Like just give us bad combo breakers. That was so much simpler and it's a lot safer than yes. breakaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Mainly, mainly uh, because break break. I mean, combo breakers were pretty simple. You just used them whenever you wanted to break a combo. And well, breakaway, you have to make sure that you don't, that you actually do it during the right time and not, and end up not getting still hit by it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just annoying how they do that feature mechanic. But honestly, I'm going to be that guy and say I did enjoy playing MK11 online. I put in like hundreds of hours into it. Um, there is definitely problems. One of the things that was mentioned was the grinding. Oh my god, dude! I don't even know where to begin on this. The just... grind was was horrible. Like Justice Two did so much better, man. I cannot stress that enough because I put in a ton of hours in that game as well. The the crypt is like literally the worst thing I have ever seen in this game. In terms, it's literally of... cryptid. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to go around and open these chests, and it's cool that random shit happens, and it, and it makes you really wonder and realize oh. all these resources could have gone into like making conquests or something that would have been a lot more fun. Instead, oh, yeah, they have all conquests these would have been nice. Yeah, they don't have that, but it's like all, all these costumes you have to grind for, and color variations, and waiting for the towers. It's just so much extra work. Yeah, the heads, uh, yeah, the heads well, that you have on. to collect. Yeah. 
all of that is possible compared to how you get you because you know co- you know you mentioned costumes mm-hmm. what if i told you the 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 worst grinding of all is the best costumes are locked behind crystals and the only easiest way to get them is by doing comeback league every single day Ew. just to get more costumes That's i'm disgusting. like why would you and the worst part is the best costumes are locked behind the crystals so why would why would i even do that where they could have just made it more simpler and put them in the crypt yeah they they give you like 8000 forms of currency and it's just really annoying after a certain point and- and you get coins easy, easily compared to crystals. So I don't know what was their logic behind oh locking the best costumes in the behind fucking crystals. Yeah, it feels like they're just doing it just to get more money from like micros in. Oh, obviously, just to oh uh, they're get doing a good job. Unfortunately, play. I'm yeah. I'm gonna they're be like this. Job, I I think that's just WB. They have their puppet hands and they're putting Ed Boon on a string. Uh, that's the only yeah, reason right, I can but... think of, like, because it, it just has to be them. Even Arkham Knight has some ridiculous, like, sort of breakaways of DLC and micro content. So it just has to be WB. Yeah, you know, definitely Bones is like, like WB. Bones are like the saving grace of the brand, to be honest. Because if he wasn't there, then things would have gotten a lot worse with the brand. Mm-hmm. I feel like MK11, like, I feel like the quality of Mortal Kombat has been declining since since the move over to esports. Um, yeah, sadly, even though MK9 was really janky in its balance, it's still one of the be- it's still probably one of the best modern games. <laughs> it's still, it's still Mortal Kombat 9 is still my favorite one. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Kaneki. Shut your ball headed ass up. Don't worry, don't worry, man. They like they like me to have the Johnny Cage games. Yeah, right. yeah you can suck Johnny Cage's cock too. Oh, okay, relax, relax. But yeah, but yeah, and then when you compare the older games, like MK11 is missing shit like chess combat or conquest. Yeah, the mini the mini games are yeah. gone too. It's like totally uh, taken out. Uh, that's why Deception was like my favorite 3D era of like, Mortal games. It was the peak Hands of the down. 3D era for sure because of the amount of content oh, yeah. you got. Definitely. Yeah, like that game was packed. Like even though the like say though, let's say like we're going by roster size, even though it was smaller, you have more available to you because you have two fighting cells and a weapon class. Yeah, uh, and, and, and depending on the version, you have more characters to play with. And the fact that they made it to the PSP, like, dang, that that poor. I mean, that game was best. Yeah, it's probably the best version of the game. Well, I like it. I I legit liked MK11. I mean, don't get me wrong, they did some stupid stuff, like the story, the lack of the the combo breakers, um, you know, some weird mistakes with the roster, like like half like having the combat half of the combat kids, you know, t- sit it out and like other. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm happy I pre-ordered it, and I'm also happy I also own it on Steam. Uh, don't play the Switch version; it's dog, it's dog turds. <laughs> but other than that, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with it, but I think it's not nearly as cool as MKX or. Or as or as like solid as MK9, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, I'm agreeing with you on that one. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I love MK11, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I like playing it with all of you. I like playing it with people, but it's a lot of things that I think could have been added or fixed up at least. I just feel like in terms of a more solid game, uh, X had it down pat. The only thing I didn't like X, the only thing I didn't like about X is uh, the running system. Because I, I, it, it's not like a very big criticism. It's just I could never get it down with how it works. So uh, Yeah, I just, like, it's kind of it. a steep learning curve, especially when you're trying to learn run cancels. Yeah, so it's just the only thing that I really didn't use that much. But outside of that, it's still a solid game. I, I just, you could just clearly tell that the era of Mortal Kombat is way different because it was a lot of stuff jam-packed into these games and more and more they're getting taken out for like crypt or grinding or fucking costumes. 8,000 variations of colors just locked. Uh, I don't prefer it this way now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like that's which is why I love the 3D era. Like I know that it's not, I guess, probably the most popular one though. But I prefer it. Granted, and it's a little biased come from me, admittedly though. But when you compare it to like even the original though, it has more content with well, with your buck. You know, even it has a solid gameplay system. Like no, say what you will about Armageddon though. All of us can agree that it's not the best MK games. Probably one of the weakest, if not the worst ones, right? But though, it still has more to offer. Like you create a fighter, you know, that was like mediocre though. You had that. Yeah. yeah, Mortal Kombat and other uh, another mini game I think is there, right? So like it was uh, uh Mortal Kombat Racer, com Combat yeah. Card or something like that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Motor Combat. Yeah, yeah. so like, you had like no content there though. In contrast to like MK11, for example, right? No, arguably it is a better game structurally though, but you don't have um uh a like content. yeah a lot of like other mini games and whatnot. You just have towers of time which is the same shit from injustice 2 with the um multiverse but arguably i think it's worse because i had to grind this creative yeah. fatality was so bad oh man you know, i mean I, I i enjoyed it though because i'm like okay so can i rip your head out first or your heart like which are gonna be it, but it was fun for me admittedly it, it yeah, was a good idea on like, paper but not an execution i feel like because of the roster size being so big that was like the one way they did it just to save time so they wouldn't have to create 16 different fatalities i mean honestly they could just reuse a lot of them from deception that would save them time right there just you no know, get filled in the rest with the um with the new characters because they already True. gave them like they already away like certain fine styles from other characters and gave them to the new characters for example um uh i think shaolin um that was shinjinko's fighting style in deception they gave that one to um kun lao in Armageddon. So like, they could have um, done something though, just, you know, time constraints, money, midway going bankrupt practically. So yep, things happen. True. Yep. To me, Mortal Kombat 11 is just a neutered MKX. I... The only real positive I can say about it is it's, it's brighter than X. Because if you go to certain stages in X, it's like... It, they Dull. are so dark it's kind of hard to see anything yeah yeah there's a lot of gray colors in it okay yeah graphically mk11 is definitely you know top notch i will say that much especially like certain stages like the shimmerayu fire garden like that's my favorite stage i love the vibrant um like uh fall aesthetic they got there just amazing but I do like not one care one bit for 11's new mechanics breakaway has already been mentioned just put a wake-up move on up and punch and be sure to do it on this exact frame or you get nothing. 
It's just for yeah. a game that is neutered and they're trying to make it simple and they saw all the combos people were doing in 9 and X where you could see half your life bar disappear and Netherrealm said, fuck that. Yeah, so for a game that is yeah. supposed to be incredibly simple, it turned out to be more complicated than necessary. It's just such a... I hate to say it. It's just such a schizophrenic game. Like, what are you trying to be? Who is this game for? Is this for the casual fan or the competitive fan? Esports, casual esports fans, yeah. you know, that kind of shtick. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically, the the casual fans who want to see all the fatalities and then the just like Street Fighter Five at launch. Yeah. Like, I don't even None care me. about the story. That's whatever at the end of the day for Mortal Kombat. And yeah, it could not live up to that story because X had such laid out such potential. There's no way Eleven could have lived up. It did for the first chapter, but time travel, you see. But uh, the story's whatever. I, the gameplay is the major negative for me. I... It just feels neutered. I agree, right? For sure. Yeah, I agree there, honestly. I always yeah. tend to go back to X a lot more than Eleven. Uh, I do too. That but Renegade, man, what you got? To to me, uh, that's just like backwards because I don't know why, but I like playing MK Eleven a lot more than X. I I do like playing X like occasionally, but it's just more of a different reason because one game's more like active than the other one. But you know, yeah, we'll we'll be that's... doing that tournament pretty soon next month. So there's that. Yeah, like. One of the probably one of the biggest highlights I can think of Eleven is that they got the original '90s actors to come back for like costumes. I thought that was really Man, cool. You have no idea how because of that they fixed Sonya. Like I'd rather use the Sonya Sonya movie skin than you know. Ronda. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is sort of off topic, but I think I'm the only person who got Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch and instantly regretted it. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. no, I did too. I did too, but I got it on sale, so I didn't regret it that much. Hey, let's play sometime. I need someone. <laughs> I, mean, I, need I, didn't, I didn't get it because it was like 40 gigs and I didn't want to spend all that time downloading it. Oh, really, man? That's the first. Wait, 40 gig on Switch? Yeah, yeah MK, you... MK11 on Switch is a beast. Yeah, if you put it in the Switch, you still have to download some data. If yep. I remember right. Yep. I'll just yeah. go back to playing MK9 on Vita. Hair looks like <laughs> pixelized censorship you'd see on Jerry Springer. I'm not joking. That's what hair looks like in that game. I mean, in the they did. I mean, for for what the Switch is, they did what they. Could. But I mean, obviously, the consoles and the computer is going to be superior, more superior. Yeah. Also, no, it's not. It's not that you know it could run well. I've seen it in motion, but it's just. In terms of, like, if you was to play it online, say, with your friends, or you do attorney, who's going to use a Switch for that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good if you just want to, like, have some, want to practice on the go. Not with those damn Joy-Cons, I'm not, not Yeah, shit. unless you get one of those D-pad Joy-Cons. That's what I got. I got one of those. I've, I've loved it ever since. I need to get a good set of Joy-Cons. Any recommendations? Actually, no, we're going off topic. But yeah, yeah anyways, what's the next question? Renegade, uh, you say you had a side question, right? What is it? Uh, So I don't think this is in the document, but favorite stages? Hmm. The soul, probably the soul chamber, the pit too. 
Uh, sure, Ryu, the loving fire garden. I don't have one, so this is all you guys. Mm -hmm. Didn't say... someone say the living forest? Oh no, yeah, I take it. The living forest. I really like that one. Mm -hmm. I which, that was, that, which that, version? That's one of my favorites. The MK2. There is yeah. one stage I did like. It's the one from MK11 that looks like a arcade area. I forgot what it's called. Oh, that's oh, the, the tournament stage. Yeah, yeah the tournament I stage is I don't really know. Cool. That one's one of my favorites just because of how simple it is and how just basically how simple and how easy it was to develop. And yeah, I do like that they have Machines of Deception and uh, the other Mortal Kombat games in the background. Yeah. That was the DLC stage, right? I like that. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think no, not DLC. That it was the, the, it was the one that had the crowd cheering in the foreground. Mm -hmm. Is that the one? I think so. Uh, Oh yeah, also oh, yeah, there's the God of War stage. That one looked cool. Yep. My yep, favorite... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. I was gonna say, my favorite, um, I don't know what the stage is called, but it's from MKX. It's the, uh, it's like a boat dock where there's like big massive tidal waves going on and sometimes like corpses and crap come out and you can throw yeah. Boxes. I don't know what it's called. Do you guys know yeah, what the one I, I'm talking about? I know, I know what you're talking about. But my complaint with that stage is that it's too dull in coloring. Like it could have used, it could have been like brighter. But that's MKX in general. The colors yeah. are pretty dull. But I liked it because it was, you know, very animated. It was very dynamic, and um, I like the stage fatality because it's one of the more dreadful fatalities if you think about it being. Where it's like you're, where like you're knocked in the water, and then a tentacle just pulls you into the dark deep underneath to whatever is down there. Yeah. If you think that's kind of a that's kind of like a dreadful fatality if you think about it, because you don't know what is down there and what what's going to be befalling this poor this poor soul that just got dragged down. Personally, I prefer the pit one more, but that one's still good. MK one pit. The the pit fatality well the pit fatality in MKX. There was a couple of them in that one, I think. Yeah, the the pit the pit one in MK two still really cool where you where you see like the POV well the oh, shot I of know them one you're talking about yeah. I think I remember liking Shang Tsung's throne room too. That was really cool. Like in both one and in nine. Oh. There was another stage I like that was also from MK11. Uh, there's another retro stage. I mean, there's another like an arcade stage where uh, the background has like the retro stage. Yeah, yeah, the retrocade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my. That's also my favorite. But it's also insulting at the same time. <laughs> yeah. To me, to me, my favorite stage, just overall, the music that plays, the overall environment, the stage fatality, it's a triple threat. The subway. The, the theme kicks in with like the din 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 It's so good, and you can punch someone to the other tracks, and they get run over by a train. and Oh, like I know. Perception in Armageddon, right? And it was brought back in MK9, and I was like, yes. Yeah, like the subway is also another favorite one. Mhm. Mm I like the MK9 version because, because like you grab the opponent and like smash their head into the one train and then fling them into the other train. I thought that was kind of cool. Mhm. Mm yeah, that was like one of my favorite stage fatalities from that one. The train one, yeah, that was cool. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to think. Uh, Pit one just is is simplistic. It's fun. Um, uppercutting someone into the spikes is really easy, and I, I like Pit bottom too, where it's like they show the severed bodies of the developers actually because they scanned their faces in. And it's just a grisly sight when you fight down there. Also, uh, that is the stage where you unlock Reptile for the first time. And that was really cool seeing, oh, there's a secret character now if I do this or if I get like a double flawless and uppercut on the stage, I unlock him. And more and more of that carried on into later games. So I really appreciated that a lot. But yeah, that's my uh, answer for stages. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Shut up. Uh, well, I, I, I guess on the flip side, like, is there any stages people hate it? Um, the rest of MK11. <laughs> well, I, I think I said it before. Um, uh, tank garage bunker, uh, just generic looking stages. Uh, the Marine setting and Mortal Kombat 11 is just boring, in my opinion. Yeah. Though, X and 11 are kind of guilty of that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's another honorable mention one. There's like the beach stage from Deception. How it would change. How it would change. I thought uh, that one was oh, always. Cool. Oh, that's right. It was, it's like sunshine and rainbows, like an actual beach, and then when nighttime hits, or the oh, I think it's a yin yang um yeah, beach yin or whatever. Yang island. Yes, that's it. When it goes yang, then it got, it's like literally all hell break loose. The water is like a death trap where you could drop somebody into a pool of piranhas. Yeah, and then the trees are all snakes. Like mm -hmm. snake-like creatures. Yeah, I love how the music just instantly switches over from like charming, peaceful, vacate to like your death is inevitable. I would say my least favorite stage. This is probably the most boring stage. In fact, I don't know if you guys remember it. It was in MK3. It was actually a hidden stage. At least it was hidden on the PS3, PS1 version, where it's like, where it's like just a, it's just a platform like the MK1 pit platform and the background oh. is just the blue portal. That's it. Nothing else. Uh wait a minute. I know what you're talking about. Is it the stage where you fight Noob Cybot? No, that's in I'm talking the MK3 version, the one that's like not even a it's just a hidden stage and all it is is just a blue portal in the background with I don't think there's even any animation. It's just a blue portal and a, okay. a concrete like a concrete platform you and the opponent are standing on like the uh mk1 pit almost except with no statues that's that's Wait my least favorite one because it's boring all right i think i know what you're talking about is it the one where okay you see blue portal it was the sky black i think the, it was black i think oh, it was okay, black. I know what you're talking about i know you were talking about because that stage was also in uh mk trilogy on the and 64. Yeah, and for some reason in MK3, it was like a hidden stage. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say another one that's worth mentioning. I mean, it's a fun stage for like certain people, but I don't like it too much. I made a video on uh, Mortal Kombat stages I liked and disliked. And yeah, Falling Cliffs, I... I really don't like it. I, I think it's just a big gimmick stage until you realize that you and the opponent can oh, also man. fall off the damn cliff and get impaled. So oh, yeah. it's the best oh, yeah, part, but it, it is the best part for like fun reasons. But if you're actually 
trying to be like serious in the match then if you get killed by like backing up a little bit it gets annoying after a while i mean yeah. I, I watch your footing that's all suppose it. watch your footing okay it was that yeah. stage. although okay. i think you can just that turn off death cool. traps though uh can you really you can turn them off if you want to yeah i i never knew that no. i never knew that at all on in what game in um the 3D Mortal Kombat's when they started doing it in Deception, I believe, and uh, or was yeah, it you could... Deception Armageddon? Yeah, you could turn those yeah, off. You could... Yeah, you yeah. Can. Okay, then I never knew you could turn them off. Yeah, I never knew that either. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. I think hold on. The stage settings. Okay, but hold on though. Are we not going to talk about the goat that is? Ra I think Radiant Sky Temple and um Deception and Armageddon. We're gonna knock the dude off the top of the um tower and they go split. <laughs> like yeah, that one. That, that one was one. fun. That one was fun to do. You also pick up a hammer and just go wee Yo. wee Mario time. And then he screams until he hits the floor. Splat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Boom. <laughs> Splat. Scorpion wins. Alright, I guess we can uh move on to another interesting question. So oh, Lord, here we go. Question number eight. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the newest movie, Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one? Okay, I'm actually I've actually I'm gonna decide to mute myself because I haven't seen this movie yet, so um let me know when you're done talking about it. I'm gonna deafen myself. Alrighty. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah, alrighty. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's spoiler time, people. Three, two, one. This movie's mediocre as shit. I yeah. personally think it's just okay. Like I it, think yeah. it's like a solid six for me. It, it, like, yeah, it's a six. It's, but when it you it's definitely a six. When you get into that lore, oh boy, you're if you're like uh, I said, I said this off air. If you love Mortal Kombat lore, this movie is gonna be like a one or a two to you. I'm dead serious. Like if you really love this stuff, they do things that are completely off base for mortal Kombat. if you don't care about lore and you just want fights gore whatever it's their first time doing like a very strong r-rated live action movie yeah. for mortal Kombat. you're gonna love this movie because it offers that and you're gonna love kano like point blank period yeah yeah i mean I honestly i feel like if kano wasn't in the movie it would have been worse yeah because he kind of does I carry a, bit, a part of it Clearly, every review you would see of this movie, they'll they'll point out Kano is the best part, and I don't blame them because Kano is really lovable in this movie. I like, they love oh, fuck. a lot. I love how he calls <laughs> um, I think Luke Kane's prayer bees like anal bees or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't like, shy away from a lot of foul language. No, <laughs> Kano's entire rant before he develops his eye laser is academy award winning i do not care i love the fact that he gets his power just from wanting an apple <laughs> that's I like want a... my fucking egg roll <laughs> that's another thing like that's one thing that irks me is that why do they need to explain how they have like powers to begin with i, I feel don't... like that's really unnecessary i don't know like okay so i was thinking about this when i was making my review and i was like you know i said if they wanted to take even less time to explain the characters getting their powers then why not just say they have their powers already let's fight and you don't have the pad to run time any more than need be because uh one of the things that people complained about for this movie is they felt that it needed to be longer 
and the pacing was super fast especially near the end so you could take the arcana thing out and actually still develop the story while not yeah. explaining all this stuff that arcana thing is honestly the most dumbest shit on the planet i'm not gonna lie to you because mm -hmm. it's basically a case of sh of sh just t explaining it to the audience instead of actually showing them it then that's just making sense though like why is sonya's wrist gauntlet tied to an arcana where it's literally based on you know her technology from the uh, special forces same thing yeah. jack the the monks the monks gave jack robot arms and then suddenly when he wakes up his arcana they get super high events man like yeah. so yeah and it ends up raising more questions like if he had his arms would he have just gotten super strength or something yeah like they pulled the exact opposite of what happened in annihilation because you remember where his true strength lie without the metal arms now this time like his true strength came from his arcana and gave him more advanced arms that was just weird like it, see, it, seeing it gets a lot of questions yeah seeing seeing yeah. jacks just punch the punching bag with the baby arms <laughs> i was laughing so hard it's so funny basically he's got tiny t-rex arms they ruined that man i'm sorry oh, oh man yeah also yeah there's also the elephant in the room cole honestly i don't think he should have been in the film like i literally just do not give a shit about him Oh, that's why they wanted to do something different. So the I mean, reason I feel like it was what difference doesn't there. mean good. I yeah, feel like true. I feel like they were just forced by the studio saying, "Yeah, yeah. get put in a new character. He has to be in it, and he's got to be a p central part of it." Yeah, the reason they had him there was fucking stupid. As I said, we could have had Takeda instead. We could have just... had Johnny Cage. We could have yeah. had Johnny Cage. That would have been a lot better. Yeah, we lost Johnny for an OC that's related to Scorpion. Oh, but Johnny Cage isn't a hero. Have you fuckers not played Mortal Kombat X? Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. the savior of that story. Him Honest... and his daughter. Honestly. And this is where... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's a case of things... It basically, it's like what Jeremy John says, where it's give and take. Like, there's things the 95 movie did better, while there's things that this one did better. Yeah. And one of yeah. them is the main cast. Okay, so... Um, you know, um... I, I was gonna say, like, real quick, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just want to chime in real quick on Cole Young, and I'm gonna shut up. Uh, I don't hate him as much as other people do. I know that seems weird, because uh what, people hate him? yeah yeah people definitely don't like the character or they think he's boring and I, I i get the boring aspect he's definitely boring uh but in terms of like them saying he's like super broken and super op i would only apply that to like some of the stuff he was doing with like goro and sub-zero outside of that he was definitely getting his ass kicked like a lot uh from what i noticed but the whole family bloodline with scorpion i just felt that was unneeded confusing and it's something that now they have to flesh out in later sequels and it still probably won't make any damn sense yeah because it's no the bloodline does make sense though just the way they conveyed it like they did it so quickly like no uh, but like how i put it though when Raiden told him who he really was or what he related to though they showed a flashback of him Raiden picking up scorpion's daughter and they say you're a descendant of um, Hanzo Hisashi. I'm like, and then they just moved on from there, which is part of the problem with the movie. The pacing is too quick. Yeah, That's okay. That's what I thought was the big issue was pacing, definitely. Yeah, and and I and I saw that sentiment like uh, mentioned a couple of days ago, but I'm also like, 
it sucks how they really conveyed that and his name and it all does not tie together well when you really think about it uh i i just think that it was terrible and they're gonna keep up with this in sequels and it's just not gonna run right but i'm just hoping like fingers crossed because i'm not against a sequel considering that if johnny cage does show up and if no one really dies at mk they could bring back kano they will have that synergy of at least two very good characters uh people want the miz to play him i'm like i, I think the miz is mid but it's oh whatever God, it's yeah. not yeah. i mean i mean i just want to know if his acting skills are at least decent. thank god it's not happening no do it <laughs> oh my god gonna we were, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna be here all day be i just sequel. can't we're gonna be, if there's gonna be a sequel, it has to be the right actor. <laughs> like if you get the I wrong the actor, it's is over. the right actor. Oh, I hate Who the is that? so much. He's he's a wrestler. He's a reality star slash wrestler. There's there's like a photo of him with like the shades and all of that. It's like he's got the attitude of Johnny Cage. But is that acting like Johnny Cage? <laughs> No, yeah. won't if, know until we try, so do it. If yeah. you want to know how he feeling, looks, there, there you go. I have a feeling they'll bring Kano back somehow, like they did with Sub Zero and Noob Saiba, maybe. They're gonna make them Revenants, I bet. Yeah, that's, that's my mean. that's my bet. Did you guys yeah, see the? Died too, so they have to do something with him. Yeah, Kung Lao. They they didn't save Kung Lao. Like they just let yeah, Shang Tsung kill him. Time, like Liu Kang just shot a fireball at him and call it a day. Yeah, I will admit that line. I will admit I did like that line from Cabal who said, "Watch this, he's about to get his soul sucked." <laughs> I actually, like that, that boy line. about to get sucked. Like Kong Lao Luke never Kang gets his... hmm? Hmm? the Kong Lao never gets his moment of shine. Like when he's on his own, he's like he gets his he ass kicked. He always gets moment, killed. The only moment yeah. he has to shine is his entrance. Yeah. Any, I have a feeling so they're gonna do what they not too far off from what happened to him in nine anyway. So yeah, yeah. right. He kicked a bunch of ass, and then Shao Kahn came out like, "Hey, mate, turn around real quick," and he just killed him right there on the spot. Break your neck. Oh, and and as a throbbing middle finger to this film, fuck you for making Katana nothing more than a prop. Uh, dude, uh, oh yeah, that's all. The connection with Melina, dude. They Melina's in the that. film, but you can't get Katana. They're a fucking yeah. steal. Not yeah, just that, that, though, but like they're they're literally twins because oh, Melina is a clone of Katana. And yet, like, oh, Jay, like how's that gonna? Yeah, you're right though. This woman should have been Jade because she literally has the body type of Jade, skin and all. No, I know that sounds weird though, but she literally fits Jade's archetype more than Melina. Yeah, Hell, Melina doesn't so have, it doesn't have pink on her. Or purple. No, it's just... Yeah, I always found it how weird is, how... How is the Melina in Annihilation more accurate? Yeah, I, except, I don't know. For the facial makeup, <laughs> I will say. Yeah, I always found that weird that Melina's in it, but not Kitana. Or Baraka, for that matter. Because, you know, again, Katarkarten. Like, she's Katarkarten. Well, you know what would have happened to him. <laughs> they yeah. would have got killed. Yeah. <laughs> they would have just killed every him. Baraka. Oh, man. But yeah, that's just too funny. I mean, I will it say it's been better than Annihilation, at least. It would have been preferable to yeah. whatever the hell they thought this bald man with a gut and a big ass mallet 
called General Reiko was. Oh, was oh yeah. I mean, I thought it was Reiko. I thought it was like his Armageddon look, though. No, that was not Armageddon. No, no dude, that's no. close. Way it was never like. looked like that, dude. He was. A it's not yeah. even Rico. Oh, who was that man? It's like you have. Yeah. Fun. Also, Natara. Like uh, Natara no, is honestly yeah. horrible. Like yeah, design wise compared to our original design. Yeah, they could have just named the character something else, and I would have never guessed it was Natara. Bat Lady Wing or something. I like Bat Wing. Yeah. But what about Reptile looking as? Terrible as that too. He, I mean, on the he turns invisible. That's the most we'll get out of him because he's completely dead. Well, you know I mean, though that oh. could they could actually wreck on him not being reptile because you know the species do look like that when they're not you know either fully morphed or under clothing or whatever you know. So like they could say that's not the reptile that we know. It's just another species. I mean not, not species, yeah. not a member of the species. Mm -hmm. So they could yeah. actually could get away with that one in particular, though. But still, like that reptile representation was weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. At least we got the Kano fatality, which was cool. The only thing ninja about reptiles is that he could camouflage. Yeah, that was about it. Like, <laughs> if you want traditional ninja reptile, then watch the '95 movie, please. Watch, yeah. the yeah. Nin watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, ninja reptile. <laughs> I mean, also, I uh, can we talk about uh, how Shane, yeah, Shane Song looks like some weird monk from Mulan? Yeah, well, his, act, his actor was in Mulan, the new one. Why is this? For, I was, I oh. didn't know. It looked like he jumped off the set of Mulan. So, why is his eyes like blackened each time he talks? Like, is there a plot point for explaining that, or did they just? just I don't know. Did they it's just probably think... just to try to make him look scary or something? It it really didn't work out too well. Like I was not. He was just like boring. Like, oh my god. Yeah. It doesn't on the, it doesn't give the same on screen present compared to the '95 film. That's like one aspect that was way better. Mm-hmm. He was just also this... friggin' Sub Zero man. He looked like new Cyborg with Chainmail. Okay, so which ironically it was. No, behind, but still. In, in terms of the positive, because I know this has been like very critical, very negative and critical of this movie. But I will say something positive: Sub Zero in this movie, his role was awesome because I, I think I said this. He's like a slasher villain in this movie. Ice shows up, then you know something's wrong, and he pops out of nowhere. And I thought that was fucking cool. Like him, yeah, he was the just, second best character of the movie. Yeah, him nailing those civilians and that dude took like an ice block to the face. I thought stuff like that was awesome. And I'm like, why can't you do a little bit more of this? Just have them causing mayhem with the best characters in the movie, and th that's it. Like, you don't even have to focus on the rest of the cast. Just do a couple of fights here or there, and, and that's it. But um, Sub Zero was like really great, and Kano was really great, and then you have to focus on the boring cast that. The 95 movie just has a lot more synergy in comparison. Like, yeah, I think, I think the, I think the thing is that having Luke Kang being able to focus actually helped a lot. Yep, you're right about that. With Cole, how's Luke Kang in this movie? By the way, what's your opinion? Ah, uh, he's there. He's just yeah. He's just come loud. They're both there. There, he's, he's not dead. Yeah, he, he <laughs> the funniest scene in the film where he swept Kano to death. That's true. Yeah, that was oh good. Oh my god, I was screaming at that scene. I was like, no! Block low. Oh, fuck. Block low. Block, Block low. low. Yeah, because I, 
It's like, yeah, is this Kane... Tekken? Block low, man. Yeah, Kano just didn't know how to block low. Because nobody thinks about that. Yeah, and that's how you end up getting body. But I, I mean, some character moments, they just don't, like, they're there, but they don't stand out as much as the old one. And that's the real problem with the movie. I think if they just focus a lot more on these other characters in the MK universe, um, I don't know if they're going to fix all this with Cole or not. We'll see. Unless he's a better character, then I don't know. I just want them to make something cool. I know Joe Tossum, the Sub-Zero guy, he signed up for like four more movies. So I'm assuming since he died, he's going to be Noob Cybot in these movies. And that's At least I cool. get that wish. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I will say comes in though. I will say the best scene in the film is probably the opening. Yes. Honestly, I would say this fight between Scorpion and Sub Zero was pretty cool. Honestly, they showed yeah. the best part in the movie in the trailers. To be quite honest, they did. Yeah, yeah. I I was really disappointed because I thought Scorpion would be in the movie more, but he's barely in it. He's, <laughs> he is, man. His his um his long long lost sperm cell was. He's, the point five uh, seconds of him flashing when you with Cole. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, like Scorpion's role in this movie is disappointing. If you're a Scorpion fan, you're gonna love probably like the first seven minutes, and then he doesn't pop up again until like literally the end of the film. The film my... was self-aware that the new hero was so lame, so they brought Scorpion yep. in in the last fifteen minutes to basically hijack the film. Yeah, <laughs> and no Quan Chi, by the way, you know, because you no, know, he plays an important role in Scorpions, you no know, resurrection. Yep, yep, yep. Because he's the one yep. who slaughtered him. This, this movie yeah. is the tightest one hour and fifty minutes in all of Hollywood. I do find it funny that he said that he was trapped in the hell, just basically trying to get his revenge, and he still gets his ass kicked by Scorp by Sub Zero. Did Did anyone catch that? Uh, mention that Sub Zero's like centuries old. Yeah, like all this happened within you know like four hundred years 400 ago. Four hundred years. That's another weird change yeah, that, that I don't get. That the fight? Yeah. No, I mean, no. In defense of that, yeah, no, because the species, but the species of Sub, um, Sub-Zero, the Cryomancers, they came from Outworld. Outworlders have um longer lifespans than people on Earth now. Because case yeah. in point, look at Baraicho. Baraicho, I think, is at least over 100 years old, if not older Kitana. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katana. Yeah, Katana. She's from Adenia. She's from Adenia, so their lifespan is even longer than your average human as well. Yeah, like like um Red Red said, she's five hundred years old, and Sindel is like even older than that. So like, it's plausible and possible for Sub Zero. Now that I know. think about it, it might actually be thousands, but it doesn't change the point. Yeah, yeah but so like, it's possible for Sub Zero to like be alive for that long period of time because of his species. Right. I'm just thinking that maybe for it to make a bit more sense, uh, it would have been nicer if it was just like. Yeah, we're gonna kill Scorpius family, but we're gonna make it realm base, and then I... we could put in the uh, sorcerers doing the misdeeds as opposed to Behan's like he's super not just evil. that. Hold on, just not just that, but um, they could explain like you know Sub Zero was also a cryomancer though. But since judging by how the story is um dictated, I'm oh, sorry, Kim Dog, um, they make it seem like Sub Zero just a normal guy with ice powers rather than uh a well a person from another um dimension. Yeah, and I I think that's like sequel bait. Yeah, the, because if the guy signed on for like four more movies, then they also have to explain what he's been doing around that time now. 
looked like he was turning into Noob Saibot right at the end when he burned to a crisp, like when they showed him all like, uh, um, like the shadows. Yeah, like how, how how do I describe like crispy looking? Um, I think that was a call to him that he was going to become Noob Saibot. But I did find it really weird with the whole um having Sub Zero been alive in like the 16th century. Um. Or I guess was that 16th century? That's like the 1500s, I think, right? 17th. This is like 1600s. 1600s. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, if I remember the time, like the the lore and everything, which of course Mortal Kombat lore changes the way a girl changes her underwear every day. But um, um, if I remember, like Bihan and Kawhi Liang were just kind of like normal aged people living in. The timeline that we have now so it was like kind of strange also uh noah can you talk you can outro yourself in voice yeah oh, sorry what? you can outro Go yourself in voice yeah since you're leaving yeah i gotta go but uh enjoy your guys' discussion and uh my credentials in the description obviously uh, go ahead and plug yourself in voice yeah oh yep be seeing y'all all right see ya oh, but oh this that, that camera went Yep. This film, aside from its strong beginning, it just takes far too long to shift gears afterwards. Yeah. That's just I'd my big criticism. It's also, the, the uh, next thing you know, the next thing you know, it's just like 30, 40 straight minutes of combat. Wait, hold on. For Scorpion fans who was looking forward to this movie, just, just stick to Scorpion Revenge. <laughs> How do you have a Mortal Kombat film that has no tournaments? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, oh, yeah that. it's Mortal Kombat and there's no tournament. I mean, The tournament's just that... over before it technically begins. I mean, like, you can argue that the later... Nothing happened with it. No, I mean, okay, you can no, argue and... that the later games didn't have really have a tournament, but still, yeah, at least... It... Yeah, like, you're right, Drew. Like, in fairness, though, like, some Mortal Kombat games did not have any tournaments. Uh, so I cannot harp on that too hard. But the mo- all movies up to this point had a tournament. So, like, because, no, let's be honest here, though, that would probably be the best selling point for these movies, to have a tournament in place. Especially okay. since they take a um, point of yeah. reference of MK1, for example. Okay, yeah, other games don't have tournaments, but this is very clearly based on a game that is Wait. about the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless they're doing the verse where oh, oh oh the mortal kombat started tournament with one let's reverse that and do the tournament later on in the movies if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. all right um anything else? anything else from um the movie because i, I mean, think we kind of why why is Paul young a spartan What's up oh, with oh, this whole body armor? Yeah, plot his armor? literal plot armor. The plot his literal armor? plot armor. <laughs> it, also, it absorbs kinetic energy and he can redirect it. the stupid abilities you could have, you have literal plot armor. You're hiding nothing, you studio-mandated piece of shit. Damn. <sighs> also, Goro is just basically Hulk with two extra arms. Me, Goro. Me, smash you. He looked yeah. like Goro, at least. Yeah, yeah. he actually looked like yeah. Goro. Yeah, although I'm all, I mean, I know like it wouldn't have been possible with an animatronic, but I always liked seeing Goro as an animatronic since he was actually there. 
but yeah, it would have probably been impossible to do all of that in like animatronics compared to CG. Yeah. But yeah, every but yeah, I think I'm just done there considering everything anything more would just be nitpicking. Yeah, so uh anyone else got any other final thoughts? Operative? Kaneki? Uh I just want them to another thing that's not really too fantastic is some of the joke cutting because uh there are some scenes where it's really hard to follow some of the fights there's others that are decent and then there's the one where kano's in the desert with sonya and in order for sonya to do a throw it takes like 20 jump cuts to do it and i, I found that jarring to be honest yeah like, like they need to, I, I, I also heard this is the director's first time making a movie, Simon McCoy, first time oh. ever. That might oh, that have would, something to do with it. it. Yeah, that might that have something. It. it has great cinematography. It's just some of the fight sequences are cut all over the place. And then I heard from Louis Tan, he's like, there's fight scenes that were supposed to be in this movie that are not because studio mandate. So... I'll save it for the sequel, and I, I just find that super lame, too. And before, there's, like, give us the full Mortal Kombat cut. Oh, please, God, no. Give us the Kombat people. cut. No. <laughs> but yeah, that that just improved the sequel, best you can, and I'll check it out, but there are criticisms to be at. Just don't give us four more films, God, please, I can't. Oh, you know it's coming. <laughs> it's definitely coming. Yeah. If it goes better movies, then sure. They're gonna do the whole cinematic universe thing where they're just gonna do spin-offs. Like watch there be <laughs> the combat the universe. Cinematic universe. Oh, okay, here hold on, hold on. So, so they're following the Marvel train. Okay, so here here's the thing. If I'm not opposed to like the Sub Zero solo movie, if they do that right with the whole stalker element and him fighting like the uh, Shirai Ryu and shit, I would be happy, but uh we just have to wait and see because Please at least get other directors or other writers as opposed to first time guy who doesn't know what he's doing, you know, or someone that actually is experienced with uh, action movies. Yeah, the only the only Sub-Zero solo movie I would accept is if it's uh, the timeline where uh, the mythology Sub-Zero video game was. I'm not oh, going to accept. Exactly. Gonna... I'm not I'm, I'm not going to accept it if it's like from, uh, you know, the Mortal Kombat movie we got. You know, yeah, Quan Lang will honestly make a better movie because uh, we can see his point of view from him defecting from the kind of like how MK9 did it, him defecting from the um, Lin Kuei for a moment to Avengers Brothers yeah. Bell to the Cyber Nation or him escaping it or some Damn. anything else that evolved him. Like, it would have been really, really more interesting to see him as opposed to Bihan because he, he has more, I guess, more narrative as Sub Zero than Bihan does. I, I think they're gonna continue on with this universe, but just you know, like I said, try the second time. You know, you might get it right. But uh, someone was also bringing up one, one final point before we get like JoJo in. Uh, someone was bringing up the fact that the raid had much better fight scenes. Like, get, tap that guy Gareth uh, Edwards or whatever his name is, Gareth Evans. I don't know what his name is, but. He's the one who directed the raid series. Get him to do fight scenes because that shit was pretty incredible. Like barely any jump cuts, people getting their head rearranged, machetes coming out. Every time I hear the raid compared to fight sequences in this movie, it's like night and day. Yeah. 
and I know that guy was, I think he was prepped to do, um, a DC extended universe movie. And that was Deathstroke. He was the original director for that. And that would have been, yeah, that would have been amazing. That would have been incredible. I'm like, tap that guy. Bring me to Swinniverse. Yeah. Damn WB. Yeah, that that's uh, that's one of the things I always wanted to see, but they never did it. So I was like, "Damn, uh, we got cut hard on that one, though." But off topic, though, let's um move on. Then, if we're actually done, done, done. Okay, we can get Mister Jojo back. Uh, so, so someone, someone tell him. Oh, what's well, speaking? You talking? Right Yo, who on um, house on fire? <laughs> Wait, who's who? Was Scorpion over someone's house? Like, yeah, Luke Kane oh, coming in with a fire dragon. Okay, I'm here. Okay, yeah, a spoiler time's over. So I don't know if this is a question in the document, but um, mm-hmm. there's other like Mortal Kombat criteria, like shows and other movies. That's not the 2021 uh movie. So what do you guys feel about that? Oh, it is an easy one. The Machinima series, like that was probably the best representation of the yeah. MK, um mythos, even though it's still in the British take off the series. So kind of like how the you know the movies done it. But I feel like it it, it was more respectful in in a lot of regards, but also deviated a lot. The biggest deviation, at least in my eyes, was Liu Kang. He was more he's more of a um how can I put it? Uh, he's kind of like Jason Todd, Ren. Since you're a DC fan, he's kind of like the Jason Todd of the um of the series, where okay. he's more rough around the edges, but he doesn't get his heroic stuff until the end. But unfortunately, though, since Mission was dead, we, we, the series is dead in the water. So we're not going to see Liu Kang continue on from his potential yeah. fight with Kun Lao. Yeah, shame yeah, that like that series. Shame that it died, sadly, because Mission went under. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a live action TV series called Mortal Kombat Conquest, but I never seen it. So I, I can't really, I, I, have, I heard it wasn't that good though. I. Is that the one where like Kung Lao's fighting Sub Zero? I don't know. I just know there was a live was, action TV. I thought MP Conquest series. was like with the great Kung Lao or something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. I I just know he's the main character. That's the only thing I know about it. I do not even want to know if it's good or bad. I mean, it's cheesy as hell. If you want to watch like old, like low budget production value, it's not bad. It's just cheesy as fuck. That's it. Yeah. The- the costumes look pretty good, I'll say that much. Like the characters look like who they look like. Like like Quan Chi doesn't look bad in it and there was also the Mortal Kombat Saturday morning cartoon special. I don't know if you remember you guys remember that. Combat time. Are you okay? Combat time. You can hear the K when she says it. You can hear the K. Yeah, I think I think Rad Rad had PTSD. You okay, Rad Rad? I'm you probably orgasm for a second. So you want me to call 911 there, buddy? Oh, and it's oh, the yeah. most Saturday morning cartoon thing you can imagine. I know, it's like... I, at least it was better than Street Fighter, okay? You want to talk about Jax getting done dirty in Mortal Kombat 2021? No. Defenders of the Earth did him. Defenders of the Realm did him bad. Blubber oh, butt. I will say this. The episode with uh, Sub-Zero finally reuniting with Smoke was actually kind of cool. I liked that That was one. nice. That was nice. Yeah, the I final episode was also good, even though they never followed up on it. And it was also, I think, the first canon appearance of Quan—not maybe not canon, but the first actual appearance of Quan Chi, if I'm not mistaken. 
before MK uh MK uh sub zero. Sagat had a shot. Oh god. Yeah, Sagat yeah. had a shotgun in the Street Fighter cartoon. That was funny as shit. It's, it's the Street Fighter cartoon, exactly, World Brandon. Combat cartoon. Exactly, they were the same Brandon. network. That was my that was my Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly, it, Brandon. It, it was just fun times, like watching that. But it is extremely dated and extremely like, ugh. Yeah. Cheesy. Oh my god, we have to watch it. Oh man, that has to be a watch party thing. Oh, trust man. me. Luke Perry with, is Sub Zero with, with Clancy Brown as Raiden. It's just so. Good casting. Oh, okay, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> What's yeah, it's he's he's it's his it's his best Lex Luthor, but it's down, so boy, good. Down. Wow. Uh what, a, right. what about the other MK movies like Annihilation? Nothing compares to 95. 95. I yeah. know that yeah. film gets I know that film gets a lot of flack from the film industry, but for MK fans, for kids of the nineties, it's such a memorable film and, despite uh, despite I, it despite it being pg-13 and you can tell they use this film uses every trick in the book to keep you hype the soundtrack to keep you entertained it's a film that's not afraid to crack wise but, actually mm-hmm. i have like no nostalgia or strong feelings towards um the 95 movie i but think to me to me the it's the best representation of some of the characters the best on-screen kano i i know i know we just talked about mk 2021 kano mm-hmm. but there's no beating trevor goddard you I you do. just can't i do i, I disagree I, with that hello baby did you <laughs> no, miss me though like he's definitely a good representation in that 95 movie are you guys aware of the lost I, I don't know if it's a lost mortal Kombat animated series not series the, the, but like the not series but the jury the, 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 the fucking computer generated shit <laughs> got such really shitty it does like really shitty 3D animated fights of like Sub-Zero and Scorpion and the Great Kung Lao versus oh, Shang Tsung and... Oh, like, never mind the 3D animation. Yeah. The 2D animation with, like, a million Targottons. Like, and it's look, the same fight scenes. Yes, look it up on YouTube later. It's it's, wor- it's worth a laugh, I promise you. Oh my <laughs> god. We gotta watch that together, together sometime. Yeah, just, just, just throw it on the pile. Um, okay, so... I just want to say this about the 95 movie. I liked it overall. Okay, so the thing about that movie is that the team synergy between all the characters is like that movie has heart compared to the one that was done this year. Uh, So I, I have to at least give them that, even though I am very iffy on Mortal Kombat having like, you know, it's PG-13, so this movie does not have, like, gore or anything like that. The most you'll see is, like, some orange Kool-Aid spill out of Scorpion, and that's it. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, the synergy and, and the characterization and the personality, all that stuff is really great. As this is where you fall down. This is where you fall down. This is $500 sunglasses. The callback, the callback to this is where you fall down. It's used twice, and the second one is so much better than the first. And then there's uh, Scorpion's Revenge, which is pretty damn good for animated. Scorpion's Revenge is proof that their animation department is outdoing their live action department. Facts. Oh yeah, I hope they do. I hope they do more 
I hope that I hope that company does more like in like for other characters or something. That'd be awesome. Scorpion's Revenge is everything the new film should have been. It's like the fighting is so bloody good. The characters like feel straight from the game. Joel McHale is a really good Johnny Cage. It's his balls kicked in like six times. To me, me, that's just an extra blow because I already seen, you know, their animated stuff for like better than the live actions. Hello, DCAU. Yeah, yeah facts, facts. There, there's some there's some decent DCEU movies, but DCAU in terms of structure, they just have a lot of stuff. They just have a lot of stuff going on. But that's like another topic entirely. But yeah, uh, the the base the basic thing I want to get out of the way for Scorpion's Revenge in one sentence. If you like the newer Mortal Kombat games and they're over the top gore, this is the film for you. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I guess we can hurry up and rank the movies now. I'm just going to say for the record, uh, 95, then Scorpio's Revenge, then the 2021 movie, and then last but not least, Annihilation. That's uh, no, right, right, right. Your order's wrong, man. You got to put Dumpster Fire, Dumpster um, Fire times two, and then Annihilation. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Annihilation is at the bottom because it tries to do too much and too little. I just, I just don't oh. put that on my list. Freaking that don't yeah, exist. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't do Annihilation. I was really moving things and going, what the hell's going on? Yeah, what how many characters can we sneak into this film? And then the director said yes. Yeah. Jane, Jane, Jane. <laughs> Follow up, uh, replacing every actor but Luke Kang's. Oh yeah, funny thing, funny thing, like there was, we almost got an appearance of Quan Chi, and there's a picture of the actor in the Quan Chi costume in Annihilation, and he actually looks really good. Like he looks like a legit Quan Chi. Wait, so they cut him from the movie? Yeah, but there's like pictures of him. You look it up online. There's pictures of man, him. Uh, fuck man. the pictures, man. Why they cut him out the movie? Quan Chi is know. always getting fucked. Yeah, literally. He was in Mortal Kombat for his DC, just not playable. Yeah, I mean, no, that's another beast altogether because they were originally going to have more characters than what they got. Yeah. Yep. I I heard I heard Lobo Reptile was the DLC planned. Yeah, and Harley Quinn was. And another one was Quan Chi and Harley Quinn. But that's the picture that Ren just posted. All four of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were going to have Shinnok and Quan Chi be a cameo at the end of the film. Not bad. That actually looks really cool. Wait, that's Shinnok? Wait. Quan Chi. Yes. (laughs) No, the guy guy next to Quan Chi, I think it's like Shao Kahn's father or something. Like he that that character is in the film itself. Yeah, Shinnok. He's named Shinnok for some reason. Oh man, that's, that's Shinnok. <laughs> no, that that's not Shinnok. How how dare they call him yes, that? Yes, it is. That, that's 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 why I said no. Shinnok in quotation no, marks. No, I'm calling him Earl. Oh, that's okay. his name. Is his name is Earl Montgomery? Earl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be cool if Pinhead was in MK11. But uh, I- anyone else have any uh, movie rankings before we move um, on? Um, I guess I uh, can you, say you mine. mine uh, All right. Um, MK. I would say MK ninety five, Scorpion's Revenge, uh, the MK miniseries that was on 
That was on Machinima, if you want to count that. Well, no, we're talking movies only. Oh, okay, yeah. then. I haven't seen the 2021 movie yet, so I can't put that anywhere. And obviously, at the very, very, very ass end, Annihilation. Yeah, mine's the same as Ren, and Ren, you're probably not alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't yeah. seen Scorpion's Revenge yet, but I would do the same ranking. It's uh, good, I love it. I, was like, I, think, I think everyone would. I was like, sorry if I stole anyone's ranking order. <laughs> That's my bet. Hey, well, you well, save us the time. I apologize. I think you're speaking well, if for I, everyone. If I had to put Annihilation, then yeah, you would. But uh, I'm, I'm in my list, I will not put that, because that movie does not exist to me. Yeah. All right, you just Thanos snapped that out of existence. We can go yeah. with that. Please do I can't it. Please hear do you. It. I can't hear you over Cyrax flipping into existence to the most techno shit imaginable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, it is time to move on to number ten then. Yeah, uh, I got this one. All right. Have you played other Mortal Kombat spinoffs? Cite your opinion on them if you have um played them. So, for example, Special Forces, Ill, nope. Shadow Monks, Yes, Sub Zero, uh, eh. I played. I played all of them. Unfortunately, I actually rented Special Forces once, and I regretted it. Worst five dollars I ever lost in my life. Oh, that movie but, make you. That game make you special. Oh, it, it made me. <laughs> it made me feel special just having it in my in my house at the time. But Damn. um, I I did kind of like mythology Sub Zero. It grew on me when I played it when I was younger. But I absolutely loved Shaolin monks and. I would have loved them to take that same game mechanic and do it for other characters. How we almost got a uh, fire and ice with Scorpion yeah. and Sub Zero, like Shaolin monks. Yeah. Like what could I, I could play that over and over again if I still had my copy. Which, ironically enough, we do have them and Shaolin monks as playable characters in the story mode, which unfortunately creates a problem. Which is which uh, when you find like both of them as boss fights. <laughs> it's yeah. like a mirror match yeah I have not played special forces I have not played mythologies um, I've only played Shaolin Monks which is an extremely good game I like the versus mode where you can like fight your other opponent and it's just all uh, deathmatch style arena you can pick up weapons it's like power stone it's pretty fucking awesome that game is really amazing and it really sucks they never did fire and ice because they would have taken that co-op aspect to like completely new heights in my opinion it also didn't help midway was kind of going through like financial issues yeah it also doesn't help that um freaking uh what's it called freaking modern brothers didn't pick up on the pitch either no the challenge monks definitely like holds up to this day the only concept we got from Fire and Ice was the first, like, the first stage. That was it. And it wasn't even done, if I remember correctly. Oh, by the way, um, I got a side question, too, once when we're done with this, actually. Uh, it involves cut content or these cancel games. All right. Oh. I, I just want to know one thing before we move on to that. How bad mm. is Mortal Kombat Special Forces? Oh, dude, like, it, 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 it was so bad that John Tobias had no choice but to lead the company. Wow. You, you overseen the spinoff titles, right? So, and everything else that's not the main titles, because Ed Boom was, um, like, uh, focused only on the main games, while, um, Tobias was on, like, on the other stuff. 
like yeah. keeping like, the merchandise and I think that kind of stuff wherever his role was yeah so um yeah so he had to leave practically that's how bad special forces did Jesus Christ dude I'll, I'll put yeah. it to you like this Ren just play mythology sub-zero yeah honestly though mythology sub-zero is even not that good of a game either though but it is more functional of a game the yeah, story I mean, is even better still, too. I mean, mythology is still a frustratingly difficult game, considering well, yeah, you, you have, have to press a button to turn around. For God's sake! I play. Uh, I just play yeah. it for the story because I don't know what the fuck was going on in the stories for Special Forces. Nothing. All I know exactly. is it, it was supposedly going to be like co-op and. Or like an alternate playable character because they well, cut Sonya. Sonya was gonna be playable. Yeah, and they cut that. So I oh, mean, oh god, and, that would have been worse. And it was gonna it was be co-op. more stealth based, kind of like MGS. Oh uh, no, that does not work for Mortal Kombat. I'm sorry. Well, I guess Brandon can go with his side question. Have you guys um seen the um canceled reboot slash um Mortal Kombat Eight concept stuff? I have not I've seen some of it. That is news to me. I have not seen any of it. I just heard like things about it on a Mortal Kombat wiki a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, no, that I've... was the idea they had before the versus DC Universe game. It it was intriguing. Admittedly, it was it, the concept art is definitely a product of its time because um it's like very grim, dark, gritty. Like even for for MK standards, I, I might add. Even um like Sonya, for example, those more skimpy, you know, in the concept art, and you have like certain characters. I think Kano was like really, really gruff. So I was like, <laughs> uh, Joy, do you have to, um access to the concept art? Because I cannot find it for me right now. Yeah, if I was gonna you have to post that stuff because I I don't even know what you're. Before, but it sounds Shit. really interesting. I wish I had planned ahead of time because uh yeah, it just came to me where we talking about the spinoff stuff. I think, yeah, I think um, I got it. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I could show you a picture in the chat, this is a, I would like to call, or what could have been, a HD remake of the first Mortal Kombat. Oh, I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of these screenshots of the potential remake. They even and brought the, in actors and stuff. And here's the thing: I played yeah, the demo, and and. Unfortunately, the demo uh, it has problems, but of course, because of the the fan HD remake being taken down by I think Warner Brothers, uh, oh, this is the only playable. This, only playable okay. this is the only playable prototype we got. Is the is that stage? Scorpion looks kind of cool, at least. Yeah, I like. It. What do you feel about that Raiden? Yeah, the Raiden looks like a Wuxi Academy monk now, just with a straw hat. But I mean, most of these designs, they they look cool. It would have been cool if they went this direction, but I don't know. Like the the only thing I would say in terms of like concepts is MK versus DC as a whole. Like, would you guys like to see them cross over, or do you prefer it being like Mortal Kombat and Justice? separate you know yeah I mean? i'm all open for them to redo the concept again though but only on at least one condition though i know they're not gonna let the dc characters get fatality on at least depending on the character right so what it should do as a compromise is let's have full-on blood and gore fatalities for the mk character exclusively and then over dc side 
and the DT side, like get them the heroic brutalities or whatever fatality type system they had from um, the original MK versus DC. That way, everybody get what they want and still has the epic crossover. Yup. Uh, but I that w- was Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe to begin with. Without yeah, the blood, they, they could make the gameplay like better, like in like in MKX or Injustice, oh. make it match more like that. And... Also, um. Not necessarily, because uh, you still you couldn't like rip apart you no know, certain characters or any character because it's T rating, obviously no shit, right? But I would, uh, I would prefer the franchises stay as far apart from each other as humanly possible. That I mean, uh, that's that's an opinion. Of, you know, uh, I just uh, the the best you the best you can possibly do is sneak a character into Mortal Kombat like they did with Joker in Eleven. And like they did with Sub Zero, Raiden, Scorpion, and Injustice. Like, let characters cross over, but don't let the franchises mix. You, they just, they just disagree I mean, with each other. I just want to point out that um, MK was a DC was the highest selling game at the time before um, Eleven and X came out. So like, money talks. So, I'm just saying, like, no, the critical reception also talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does though, but yeah. still, it's still in the fact that it made more money than um, most of the games in the series up to um, X. Yep, and look at where it is 10 years later. Mm-hmm. One of the most despised MKs. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, just the mere mention of it exerts groans and cringe. Uh, it also I'm has to it, though, like, just because if, like, air quotes failed once doesn't mean they can't try it again. Yeah. yeah, and it also has to do with the fact that the the development on MK versus DC was actually pretty quick, considering Midway's financial situation. Yeah, and because of that game, though, we, it's the reason why we have Mortal Kombat the way it is, for better and for worse. You no, know, because you no, know, it's Warner Brothers after all. Because look at Brassside. If this was EA, you know, the series would have been far worse. Oh, just just please do better next time than Dark Con. Dark King. <laughs> I don't know. I always feel like, you know, like when I play Marvel vs. Capcom, I really rarely care for the Marvel characters, and I feel like it would probably be the same way with DC. Like, it isn't that I don't like superhero stuff, it's just that I always felt that the Capcom characters are so much better and so much more fun. Now, that's usually um, why it's talking, which understandable, because I'm the same way. I prefer the Capcom characters. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. I played Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom, too, like, I liked playing with, um, like Silver Samurai, Omega Red. Um, 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 what was the one with the with the bones? Um, spinal, spiral. Marrow. Marrow. Mar- well, there was Spiral as well. Oh well, I liked playing with Spiral as well. Yeah, like I, I liked all the Marvel characters in there because there was a lot of like a lot of people that I didn't really know about. It was like an extended universe more or less. Whereas now it's just like okay, well, who has a movie coming out? Oh well, let's put them in the game. We have to go by what the movie universe says, and I feel like it was. Yeah, sadly, with... that's what happens when we're in the post MCU world. Ah, uh, I bet you yeah, they're gonna do that for MK12. I bet you they're gonna do that MK12. The OC from the movie will be. Not to 12. get off topic. That was the majority of Injustice Two. Who has a TV series coming up? Who has a movie coming up? Let's cram them into the game. Yeah, okay. That, that was just like um promotional stuff, so I'm not necessarily mad about that. It's not like it wasn't like the f- main focus, you know. So yeah, there, there's uh, I'm gonna be like there's some stuff that they did that was fine, like when they put in the turtles and injustice. Another topic, at but, least you know that was fine to me. Yeah, 
Yeah. At least they know Swamp Thing exists. Yo. Swamp Thing. Because you know. Another another uh topic that we'll talk about another time, but uh, screw CW. We'll, yep. we'll, we'll save that for the Injustice podcast. Yes. In the future. Yes. Um, but I guess we can move on to the next one. So, Mortal Kombat has always been known for having numerous secrets. Which one stood out to you the most? Uh, I haven't really no opinion on this really, aside from like maybe the Easter eggs they had in like Deception and whatnot. But I don't have much of a opinion on this. I, I just mean, associate I, always... I just associate secrets with secret characters. Like Same. the classic games were filled with them: reptiles, smoke, jade. I, I think forget... the classic ones did it better with the secrets. I forgot oh. how you got. I forgot how you even fight reptile in the first game. It has something to do with like him appearing at the moon or something. Yeah. I think... Oh, if we're going to talk about that, then yeah, sure. Um, freaking MK9 is like really, really annoying with that shit because Jade and I think Smoke as well destroyed my ass, dude. Like, my God. I don't know what it is, though, but the AI was on supercharged. Also, Damn. Santa Claus is in on that world. Plus, the unlockable characters in the later games were just crazy additions. Um, Deadly Alliance, they... you could unlock a female Sub Zero. Deception, you had Zombie Liu Kang. And also regular Liu Kang as an alt costume. And then Mortal Kombat 9 comes around. Plot happens. Cyber Sub-Zero. Like, these were secret characters. It's like, they're some of the best and most interesting characters. I do like how um, Zombie Liu Kang is actually a thing from the lore. Because Radiant resurrected him to help fight against um, the Army of Darkness or whatever it was. So that was pretty um, yep. neat, TBH. But but when it comes to secrets in Mortal Kombat, my mind just auto-completes to secret characters. But that's just me. I mean, when I think of secrets, I think of, like, the cheat menu where you get, like, one button fatalities or one button brutalities. I always liked, I always liked those. Yeah, oh, yeah because I can never remember. Put in right in the, um, um, right in the versus screen. I can never remember the brutality, so I always just turned on one button brutalities. Oh boy, my here's the thing about secrets with me and Mortal Kombat. I grew up in an era where people said all kinds of shit was like unlockable. Like like remember people thought nudalities were a secret thing? What? What? No, <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, like people thought no. nudalities were happening. People <laughs> thought that like in MK2 Sub-Zero could turn into a polar bear, which spawned the animalities in MK3. Yeah. There were tons of secrets in that game that were just completely not true at all. There would be people... There would be people trolling on the online forums about yeah. MK Deception. If you went to this part of the... If you went to this part of the day in Conquest, you could get a secret character. Yeah, and then there's also ones like, I swear to God, in EGM, someone submitted a blood code for the SNES version of Mortal Kombat 1, and people thought it was real. Damn. <laughs> and, like, that game, like, trolled people with its secrets, and so many people swear by their lives that they saw them. That's all I gotta say about secrets. Everyone's already said. Everyone's already said everything about this about the legit secrets that I but enjoy. Yeah. Smoke and crap. But yeah, it was a different time. So sadly, in an age where we have yeah. the internet, you can't early, really troll people like that anymore. Yeah, early '90s gaming with Mortal Kombat and Pokemon was weird. 
it's, it's oh, yeah, not as, missing the fur thing and it's not as weird as uh Akuma in Resident Evil 2. I'm not well, mentioning it, I remember seven. hearing about that. <laughs> the infamous April Fools joke. Yeah. I have not heard you gotta tell me this one. We, we, we it's diverging, but we'll tell you like after this. Um, yeah, yeah, you gotta tell me. Also Sonic and Melee. Yeah, but MK's secrets, I mean, the only one I can recall that's like really funny is the video where Scorpion's like cooking cooking with scorpion the Dude, with scorpion he's like cuts a chicken in half with a with an axe starting chopping oh, oh yeah and also there's that like saucy promo video with jade and deception there's a promo video porno it was kind of it was basically trying to like make it was basically like a fake like promo thing for jade where it's her being sexy or something like that all right, video, uh, or you're not talking about just Melina, right? Because um, Melina actually has a promotional image of her in like a, a uh, I guess, sauna or a hot bath, you know, the ones you see in Japan, where her chest covering up, uh, or her sides cut up her chest, right? But the difference is here that her straps aren't covering up her boobs, so technically they're hanging out, right? But the sides are covering up the nipples for convenience. So can be, can, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, one little um, sexy sexy that came from Deception. So basically, fourteen-year-olds got boners and popped some nuts on their mask. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, you just <laughs> had to not look under Melina's mask. Oh my! I mean, I could look under something else though, but that's besides the point. Look, we, we know you want to get devoured to death by she beast. Uh, not you, okay? Uh, no, no, that's not me. Remember when people thought you could unlock Johnny Cage in MK3 because there was his grave in the graveyard? Oh yeah, well, yeah. That was. Didn't they bring back Cage in like trilogy or whatever? I forget. They brought yeah. him back in trilogy with a different actor because yeah, there was like because... some kind of discrepancy with the original actor. Oh, I think because see. his actor was in another game and that it broke his contract or something. Yeah, he was in an oh. for another game and his Johnny Cage persona was for a game called like Bloodsport or something. Or was it Tattoo Assassins? I don't know. No, it was it was for, for Bloodsport. Yeah, it was for a game uh, that actually came out. I can't wait till but we you... get to the next question. Uh, what question is that? Let me see. Oh boy, it, it's it, a salty right. one. All right, let's see. It, it, talking about guest characters. Oh, oh well, okay. is, before we before we start, is everyone done with this one? Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. wanted to mention one yeah. more thing, like. Like how I think there was a glitch in Mortal Kombat 2 with uh, with like a Scarlet glitch and then she ended up becoming a character. So I thought that was... Yeah, there was the whole air macro thing in like MK1, I think. Yep, mm -hmm. that started, that's how Ermac got born and then what, what she said about Scarlet, how you can get like a red katana appearing and that eventually made people think that was a character and that's how Scarlet became born. Yeah, that's like a common thing with um Mortal Kombat though. A glitch happened with a character sprite, boom, new character. But uh, also, hold up, one, one last thing though. Are we not going to talk about Chameleon? Oh, Chameleon? yeah, yeah, Chameleon. Basically, um, they had a point where Reptile they was one before. Yeah, didn't they have a point where they made a female Chameleon and a male Chameleon and uh, yeah, Armageddon? I think the male one came first, right? And then the female came sometime later within the um like the 3D era. Yeah, they, um, made, they were um, exclusive to the Wii version, I believe. Oh um, yeah, yeah, of Armageddon. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was Ch Chameleon with a C who first appeared in yeah. MP Trilogy on the PlayStation, 
And then Chameleon with a K, which is the female version, appeared in the Nintendo 64 version of MK Trilogy. And they kind of did the same thing with uh, with uh, the MK Armageddon, making her appear in the Wii version while male Chameleon with a C was in MK was in MK uh, Armageddon on the PS2 and stuff. Oh, every other version. Got it. Yeah. So there's technically two chameleons, and only one of them is technically interesting. I bet just the male one. Nope. Like, he barely has a backstory. The female chameleon with a K actually kind of has a backstory. Yeah, she has a character and hates the living hell out of... (laughs) Yep, she's believed to be the last, like, female Saurian of, uh, of Reptile's race. Oh, you know what? Kill it. Kill it. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but, uh, um, like, I think she hates the hell out of um, freaking uh, Chameleon or Reptile. I forgot which one in the lore. Could be both. Yeah. But, well, yeah. just let the Saterans go back to being extinct or partially extinct because they get bodied anyway, according to their race. Um... All right, so let's move on to the next question. Guest characters, how do you feel oh, about boy. their inclusion in the Mortal Kombat Kratos. Kratos. <laughs> Okay, admittedly, it's a mixed bag. Now, it's cool to have a guest character. I'm not going to bullshit that. Like, come on, like, who doesn't want a guest character in the game, right? But let's be honest here, though. they gotten way overboard with them, especially in, like, on, um, what, NK11, right? Because I know X had a lot of horror characters, yeah. though. Yeah. Just... Yeah, they gone they gone a little too far with it. We got we everybody. only had Kratos, but for the PS3, PS3, PS Vita versions, correct? Mm-hmm. Then you have yep. um Freddy Krueger. I'm like, okay, cool. You have two guest characters, whatever. MKX, you have what Jason, Predator, Alien, uh, Leatherface. Uh, who else? That's it. The, the yeah, the, yeah. The rest was MK characters. Okay, and then in then eleven, it is uh Spawn, Joker. Uh, Terminator, Terminator, Rambo, Rambo. yeah, Rambo, Robocop, yeah, Robocop. Yeah, luckily Rambo was going for like action characters this time. Easily, easily, if not Spawn, Rambo was like my favorite guest in MK11. But they could have toned that guest down in terms of guest characters. Yeah, honestly, it it feels very overused at this point, and I'm kind of getting a bit sick of it. If they would have kept Rambo and Sp- uh, Spawn, I would have been fine. Mm, yeah. I say, as long as it makes sense for the universe itself for those characters to be there. Someone like Freddy Krueger I can buy. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because the Dream Realm is actually a realm, right? So they could have literally write that in as a thing but in more combat. More importantly, yep. the character gets in as long as you can cook up some mean fatalities. Oh, Freddy Krueger fatalities in nine was a dopest shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. the the fucking oven, and he like slammed the door on their hand, and it came off. Yeah, the only thing I wasn't a fan of is that the, they used the remake Freddy, and he didn't even talk. Yeah, uh, they use um Robert England's um uh, voice though. So Freddy is that. a point of contention anyway. That's yeah, he's really strong you, in that game. That's the reason you can't play Mortal Kombat nine anymore. Yeah, I feel like that might yeah. come back to bite WB in the ass later on once I mean, like the license expires. It already has, though. Now, X is a ticking time bomb because they have now Disney characters now because I'm Predator and Alien. So, like, yeah. they're they going to be a problem at some point. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't think yeah. about that. Jesus. Like the only the only major thing with this, and it's why I'm kind of against the Mortal Kombat vs. DC happening. Don't skimp on the nasty. Yeah. It's like, I, already, yeah. I already gave a solution with that though. Just keep the gore and um super gruesome fatalities on the MK side. Just don't they cannot allow it to do it on the DC side. Like it it will it's an easy win for everybody, easy fix. But uh, the question is though, will they do it, of course? I'm I'm kind of like just eh. It's like if they're there, fine. It's all these studios that own these characters that lease them out anyway. I'm sure there's gonna be some weird rights issues, regardless. Um, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, if some characters I like that are pretty awesome, like Jason being in Mortal Kombat or Predator or um, Alien, that makes sense. But stuff like you know, random Leatherface or you got. I didn't like him. He was, just, he was just boring. Joker was. It just. I just feel like that's the thing where it's like for Joker in that case, they're like, well, we didn't really do well with the whole MK versus DC thing. I, so we're going to have him I be in this wa- game. I want to say the reason behind adding Leatherface and X was because they were paying Mon. Was a montage to the uh, original actor who played as Leatherface in the OG movie died oh, around okay. that time, but I don't I don't know if they confirmed that, but I I think that was to me that could be the reason why he was added to MKX. Uh, I think they were doing it to promote the movie Leatherface, which came the, out at the time. Uh, well, I did not watch it, and I'm glad I did, didn't. Well, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, um they definitely because this opinion came up like numerous times before uh even before this podcast people were like at a certain point they were putting in so many horror characters they were like why not just do a horror fighter if you're gonna feel like this you know what i mean so basically I, dead by daylight but make it a fighting game or terror yeah, like yeah, yeah unfortunately not though terrible. there's one there's a problem with that though. Like the current rights issue involving certain characters, like the ones we just mentioned, and including Freddy and Jason, that 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 possibility is not going to happen. Jason, and I up to at least. Jason is less likely than probably everybody else. If I'm going to be honest, um, yeah. because he's still he's still in court. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling when Michael Myers. I'm feeling when Michael Myers is free from yeah, court. Yeah, it is kind of. It is kind of funny when you think about it. They actually considered Michael for a guest character at one point. That would be lit, bro. That would be fun. But I, I guess I would the, gladly replace him over Leatherface. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. I guess the cherry on top would be, in terms of going forward and this supposed new list that has been rumored and all this stuff with the guest characters on there. What do you guys feel about that? If anyone could pull that up, because I think I saw Deathstroke and I saw Harley Quinn on uh, on some combat pack or like rumored list, and I was like, oh come on. So was um Ash as well though, but yeah, Ash keep being the, the thing, except he's not. Yeah, they they kind of teased that when like there was an email going out and like uh Evil Dead copyright was mentioned at the little copyright thing at the bottom, I think. Yeah, I think uh, that's even, why they ended up adding Joker was because they couldn't get Ash into Eleven. Yeah, plus yeah. adding Joker was like like simpler and easier considering like you know Warner Brothers owns DC 
for decades, right. of course. Yep. Like, we just copied and a lot of the model from DC first MK, mm -hmm. and then kind of like tweaked it off. Also, if, if the moment they confirm Deathstroke, uh, <laughs> MK alone online is going to be totally different. <laughs> yeah, the, there's been so many rumors with Combat Pack Three that it's hard to tell which is fake and which isn't, mm -hmm. or if it is like, even a thing to begin with. Right. Yeah, like there's been some hilarious ones, like saying one of them is John Wick, which is kind of dumb. Dude, that'd be dumb, but oh, I'd be so down for that because I'd be so down because it. I I think the problem would just stem from the fact that people are going to be very angry if there's more um gun characters in the game that's probably why so this is why the deathstroke rumor is gonna piss people off if that becomes true because gun 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 same issue yeah. people had in uh injustice uh, yeah you, the rumor oh, yeah. was smoke serena havoc and deathstroke uh, but, but you know what's what's up you know, i would be super you know what's cool funny? with serena by the way you know what's funny about that, Ren? Mm -hmm. Aside from the Ash rumors, the rumors were mostly correct before the Deathstroke rumors. Yeah, that's that's like the, the thing. the rumors for the first combat pack was true. That's the thing. Each and every single character that they have rumored uh, mostly came true outside of Ash. And that's why I'm like, yep. maybe they will do combat pack three or or not like it, also what rat was saying earlier whereas like maybe they aren't even working on it because uh, supposedly these rumors came out where boone is doing marvel stuff so i know that was said like before where he wanted to do marvel and dc but i don't know how that's gonna go uh, as for guest characters going forward i would say yeah they need to be included but there also needs to be some sort of uh uh, how am I gonna put this? Some a balance. Sort, a balance, a leash, maybe put on some of these characters because I, I say two at best or three. Yeah, if they're really lucky. Mm -hmm. Not too overboard because I don't know. I'm just not feeling the ones that were in eleven as much as I thought I would. I, I like yeah. Rambo and all the '80s stuff, but it just feels random now if i'm being honest yeah like it, terminator you know, uh, being in there especially being old man terminator just feels like hey we need to promote dark fate can you put him in there well yeah. that was actually terminator genesis um uh arnold not dark fate though but besides that point though honestly though i do think that rambo was probably the most natural fit because if you just it took away the fact that he was in like you know another series movie series though he honestly does fit mk though he he could have been a special forces type character just more survivalist more so than yep. you know, pew pew high tech stuff you know i do i generally do like rambo a lot as a guest character though he was a perfect fit just unfortunately though what came before him was the problem same thing for spawn yep. though like granted i wanted spawn to be in justice not mk though but i'm happy what we got but given what we got beforehand though it kind of created like a little stigma you know, yeah. in the community. Bef before that the best dlc was uh shang sung because not only he played great but the guy who did shang sung is from the first movie exactly best shang sung was definitely shang amazing Tung. Best looking Shang Tsung. That was like the first best DLC, but, and then the rest of yeah, the spawn. Honestly, like I'd rather just have more MK characters than guests. Mainly because there's so I many agree. neglected MK characters. Yeah, nobody yeah. disagrees with that notion. Yeah, yep. I never yeah. I never really liked Mary like the only guest character I was actually kind of, you know, gung ho about was uh 
Spawn, you know, that was the only gu- that was the only char- guest character we got that I genuinely liked. I'm still cro- I know we're probably never going to get Doom Guy, but I'm crossing my fingers for him anyway. I mean, I really like Spawn, honestly, mainly because you got the sick cameos from like uh, Violator and Malbogia. Also, they mentioned Soul Calibur, which is kind of cool. I appreciated, I I super appreciated Alien being a thing because they had a canon reason for Alien's existence. It was a Tarkatan. Oh, Oh, technically, it was like a Baracus death scene. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was like a retcon within um within MK to make uh, Alien relevant. So like it, it worked, it worked. Now, granted, we lost Baraka for him, Bill, but still it worked. That's a fair trade. I'm just gonna say that right now. That's a fair trade. I like Baraka, do you? I mean, given at the um time period, though, yeah, um, yeah, it was a fair trade. To be honest. But um, are we done here with the guest um, character question? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. What are your thoughts on the Mortal Kombat lore side story throughout the um series? Um, I'm going to go first. Though. Personally, though, I think the original timeline was more in-depth. It's just the new timeline gave better characterization to certain characters. <laughs> if, the, um, if that makes sense. I yeah. kind of like I like yeah. the lore of the old timeline and parts of the new timeline up until the time travel crap happened. Like, yeah, like I I especially love the dynamic between Scorpion and Sub Zero in the new timeline. Like, that's one of the coolest I, things I liked. I actually yeah. agree with Brandon of what he said about you know how the, how how I would actually think about the the lore, but. It's a little more difficult, like in the new timeline, because fuck you, Raiden. Yeah, Raiden. Uh, yeah. Kind of, he's the reason Raiden. why all that all this is happening. Yeah, Raiden's but, kind of an idiot, I guess. No, I can't call him an idiot though, because well, I mean, partially because it, it was his future himself. Wait, how else are you his... supposed to interpret? He must win. It, exactly. So like, it was his future self that was an idiot. It was a gamble. Past but... His past oh, self was kind of an idiot. He could have said. Let Shao Kahn win or something. No, he only had like three seconds. Let Shao well, Kahn yeah, win. Bro. There, I said yeah, that. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, he only had three seconds before he got And he was pretty fucked thing. up. Also, I might add, though, like, the worst, worst offense of retconning was with um, Shao Kahn winning the tournament. That's like the, like, the most BS way for them to set up a new story. Facts. They could just go... Just did a new timeline, do a remake, whatever, right? Because technically, that's what MK9 is, though. It's a remake of the original trilogy. Like, they could have just done it the way it is, though, without the, um, he must win stuff, and they move on from there. Like, Taven won. He won Armageddon. And they just retcon out for Shotgun because of reasons. Even though we see his dumbass get flown away by Onaga and presumably getting killed. I'm sorry, like, that's uh, part of one of the worst offensive of retcon right next to what it did in MK11 with a lot of characters. Yeah, There's Mortal Kombat has a case of you could tell they wrote themselves into a corner multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now they're writing themselves into a corner with eleven. And, and yet, I, I feel like Mortal Kombat always tends to find a way to keep you guessing and really just brutalize expectations. For better and for worse, honestly. Like, like even in the older games, Sub Zero mm-hmm. didn't kill Scorpion's family. It was Quan nope. Chi. 
And that's one aspect they did a lot better in the um, new timeline. Cause, um, and, in, and in Mortal Kombat X, we could bring everyone back to life that died in 9 and reset the status quo, or Scorpion could act on his years of Netherrealm persecution. Well, did I just ask, though, but um, freaking um, in the original timeline. Oh, God damn it. And we have a distraction. Well, but but it's just I I appreciate when Mortal Kombat just goes outside the box you okay, with their Marvel? with their story direction. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so dinner is ready, but I'm 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 busy, so <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, There's like so much going on with that timeline that I just get like so confused sometimes with certain characters, certain parts of the era where I'm like. What's going on anymore? Okay, here's here's the thing. Uh, I guess I'll give my take uh, on this. So I think the characters themselves, for the most part, some of their characterization is good. Like it's for some reason, I guess seeing it all animated and stand out more voice acting, it, that stuff is cool. At the same time, the problem is all of the time travel crap is very hard to keep up with. It's very hard to be consistent. Um, and since so much is changing and now we have people with two versions of themselves, past and present, if they die, they're erased. And then the Mortal Kombat Aftermath had to explain all that shit that happened at the end. And it, it's still confusing. It's still confusing because now it's like, well, we're going back and recruiting great Kung Lao. I mean, sure, the roster might still be lit from going from that to mortal kombat 12 or whatever but it's still weird like i i just wish that it was a lot more consistent that they knew you know what the outcome the game plan was going to be and it doesn't seem like they had a clear plan writing all this stuff that's why the older timeline is a bit more easier to follow because the character endings and and where they went and how stuff ended up they were doing stuff that was easy to follow at the same time deep. This one is like all over the place. It's like putting out someone's brain on a roadmap. Like you're not going to understand what's going on at all with this time travel stuff. Yeah, MK9 was easily the most consistent of um the three um current games as far as like storytelling and just overall narrative. Yeah. Because it was a straightforward remake. No. They bullshit Shao Kahn victory into him winning um, Armageddon, uh, Raiden being an idiot, and that gave it a more detailed explanation within that time frame you had available to him. And thus, no, you have your like changes within the, um, that period of games. Yeah. And they did a really excellent job at that. They instead of just having Smoke being the cyborg and Sub Zero, all the stuff, they did an amazing job. But after X and onward, like. X had a good foundation to set up like deception and whatnot, right? And they fucked that up royally with MK11 with the time travel stuff. But, but after a while, though, it's just like none of that stuff just doesn't add up because they don't have they don't have the um same writers, no, because they've let go or the dude didn't come back for MKX, and so they got someone else, and that just created um a whole lot of um problems. No, here's something I'd like to find. I'd like to figure out in the MK lore, both timelines, really. Right. You remember? You remember in like MK Deception and uh, Armageddon, there was an ultimate deity called the One Being that was battling the Elder Gods before the timeline began. Mm -hmm. And then in this new timeline, you determine it's determined that 
the entire timeline is literally the construct of this Titan Kronika. So, like, which one is the supreme deity, Kronika or the one being? Well, the one being is just outside of um Kronika's little bullshit. So it would have to be him or her, whatever the gender is. Right. Oh. Like they, like they just they set up something cool when they when they brought out you know when they mentioned the lore of the one being and how his consciousness is the Mortal Kombat universe itself, and they didn't even they didn't even go further upon that other than Onaga is trying to, you know, become the one being or whatever you know. Dude, yeah, the, the ideas behind that are so compelling because the one being is the thing that the elder gods fear like they fear this thing so much this is why they tried to seal it away and i'm like yeah. that would have been nice to be in the story but we didn't get that we got chronica instead though like that grant like granted though, like the one being could be a titan which that's what chronica is though because you now she's a titan and she is this about the elder gods it, matter of fact though her own daughter cetrion is the elder god so like i should tell you right there what's her what's her hierarchy but Maybe. still like but still, like they could have done the one being as a story for MK um eleven, you know, Maybe. set up set up deception Armageddon that way. But go ahead. right, Maybe they could have made it where like Kronika is the Titan of time, but the one being is like the Titan of space or something. Like if they could have established that, that could have been like something, some kind of some kind of way the one being and Kronika could have some kind of thing going on like a rivalry or a partnership or something i'm just saying they they had something cool going on with the one being in the in the 3d timeline they just didn't do much with it wasn't shao khan under the influence of one being at the beginning of mk9 like he's about to enact armageddon and all that no that was blaze no, blaze was the final catalyst of armageddon like if you uh. beat him you get the power of of yeah. and everything else um that okay saving yeah. Dagon's parents locked away yeah part of the one being that's it's believed that part of the one being's consciousness is in the form of shao khan and onaga as they're always trying to unite the realms together under one rule or something okay that's something i need to clear it up yeah i think even even at this point and now that um now that like midway has gone on to um to become like or has moved not midway has moved on but like mortal kombat has moved on way to netherrealm studios now we have like writers we have different characterizations so it's like now things are changing so it's like everything that this character was back when midway was writing is not the same character as with netherrealm studios no case in point freaking no time to john tobias like he created sindel and so mm-hmm. seeing how you know you know it's current year with mk11 though like that's like a huge slap in the face on what made sindel sindel you know like i, I know yeah. i keep harping on that though but it's like the most egregious example that i can think of yeah it gets it just gets so confusing now because like we have this timeline shenanigans we have uh revenants we have timeline resets now like like what is going on i honestly think that boom probably should have like went back and got tobias on board again like i i don't i don't understand like is there bad blood between these two or is there something no 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 it's not tobias is not far as i'm concerned like from information that i gathered and whatnot he does not want any more involvement with the mk brand no 
unlike Ed Boon, who is you know, obviously in love with the brand more so than most people, which is why he sucked with it. Oh, okay. at least he keeping consistency with it. At least all this, I should say, try to. But so, as far as the writing stuff, when I do, I it's not his fault per se. He's just a studio head, so I imagine he's not involved in all hiring process. Oh, okay. I, say, I, I, say, I don't know what his involvement is. I'm just speaking no hearsay, practically. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't know who the writer of Mortal Kombat is right now. I think uh, uh, right now is. I would personally know about it, but before it was Scott Millicent, I believe, who was the biggest contributor. But mm. if I say his name right, or if I get the right person, but with him though, he has like no prior knowledge or experience with the Mortal Kombat brand until he got on the project of MK11 or maybe beforehand mm -hmm. with X, right? Oh. So, yeah, you see what this is going on. a lot. Yep. Uh, so I see basically lack of experience and connective tissue to the lore that's already established. That's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. That would explain everything. It's like hiring somebody that's quote-unquote a fan of Batman but knows nothing about the character, the kind of shit, right? Caught them high. <laughs> so, like, you'll see, like, just in, in um, interest with the um, the narrative <laughs> with these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, it is a damn shame, but I guess, you know, all they need to do is just get, like, people who know this crap, and then I, I think it'd be just better off that way. Uh, but yeah, the, it's, it's the same opinion I had before. Old lore is just superior, like, it's more connected, and you're, you're, you're gonna want that connectivity. Uh, it's a few things that they did back then that were just kind of dumb, like... <laughs> the, MK4. Yeah, MK4 <laughs> in general and how some of those characters ended up, but uh overall though, I I, I like what they had going and, and even when people say oh the tournament is overdone is is freaking ridiculous at this point, the 3D era had a lot of cool ideas going forward after the fact. And had more honestly, though, than, than now. Yeah. Honestly, the tournament was not really a big factor after the third game because I don't think it was one and four. Um, five, which is Deadly Alliance. I don't think I have one either. But mm -hmm. if it was, those like not the grand scheme of things. Deception well, uh, well, at three, there was no point to a tournament because hey, loophole. Yeah, that too though. But in Deception, there was no, there was no tournament, tournament or no main one. Armageddon, what well, Armageddon itself was a giant tournament. Just get to um blaze and beat them. That was a tournament practically. So yeah, like tournaments were ironically not the biggest factor of Mortal yeah. Kombat as the, the tournament was all about a win condition, and Shao Kahn and, and Shao Kahn was introduced to a plan that kind of got around that win condition. So to hell with the tournament. Yeah, it, he it, must win. it basically just got to the point of hey, here's an invasion. Let's let's take it. He must win. He Shao must Kahn's win. A, sore, a sore loser, I guess. Oh, he definitely is, especially in Mortal He's Kombat the 9. Saltiest motherfucker. Especially in Mortal Kombat 9 after the Liu Kang thing. That was that was great. Punch a hole in his chest, man. Like he was limping. <laughs> he was almost about to die. This is the funniest thing in the world to me. Uh, but any other like sort of questions or answers about the lore? Yep. I don't think we're done. We no. No, I think that covered it all. All right. Uh, Good. I guess the one minor thing I want to bring up is that um, Ermac, he was definitely a lot better handled in the original timeline. Yes, I agree. Like, <laughs> I, he's not a jobber. He actually did shit. The only thing I remember is Ermac ripping off Jax's arms. That's it. 
Yeah, that was an MK9, because uh, for some reason in this timeline, he's a villain now. Whereas in the original, he was a villain, though, but I think it was Kenshi or Nightwolf that freed him from Shotgun's control and became, you know, the good guy. I think Where he gained his free will there. Yeah, because, yeah. like, didn't, like Ken, or didn't he do something for Kenshi also? I don't remember what happened after the fact, though, but I do know this, though. His ending and deception is canon. So, like, yeah, Reptile, I'm not, sorry, not Reptile, Erme came in and just saved everyone um, from Onaga's Mind Control. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good guy Ermac is the best Ermac. Ermac was fine in MK9, though, but he's a jobber in um, the next game. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense because I, I don't remember Ermac and X at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that would piss them off. I remember the pit thing. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we can move on to the final question now. So, uh, what do you guys think of each era of Mortal Kombat in terms of quality and replay value? Also, gameplay. Okay, I got something I want to actually say. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, uh, the gameplay in the, like, the 2D era was not really... It's not really that good. I mean, it had some fun moments, like the combos in MK3. But, like, every character's punch and kick was the exact same animation, did the exact same damage. It just, uh, they just had different special moves. Whereas in the 3D era, they at least, you know, gave everyone, like, a complete move set, you know? Yeah, MK1 has not aged well. Yeah, MK1... Yeah, like, okay, hot take here, though, like, I, it's weird come for me, a big Mortal Kombat fan, but I do not like the um, first four games, well, obviously four, because four is not that great of a game, though, but it's 2D era games, because even four counts a 2D game, surprisingly, I know, uh, I do not like those games, because they, they don't feel right to play to me, and they, don't, they haven't aged well, in my honest opinion, mm. you know. I mean, I mean, the audio the visuals and stuff for them are nice, but that's about I mean, it. I would disagree. Yeah. I still think Ultimate MK3 is still really good. I can still play to you. Damn. I still think I mean, MK2 gameplay wise, I like the best. I I, I mean, mean, I know M- I know MK4 isn't everyone's favorite, but I personally like it. Uh, I, I can't like that. All right, play. so so let me go down this 2D list since we're talking about that. So yes, as I said, MK1, I don't think it aged well. MK2 no. is a bit better, and MK3, the gameplay. I mean, I think it's fine for the most part, but it is dollar com- it is dollar combos. So you could either take that or leave that. I can see someone saying I'm not really interested in that style in terms of how they handled the combo system, but I thought it was overall enjoyable. As for MK4, I I don't think I like that game at all. I think I played it like once and that was it. I skipped straight to finding out where the arcade endings were. And then I didn't even know for like two years that there was a port on the Dreamcast called Mortal Kombat Gold. Um. So I guess if we're done with this one, we can just move on to the next one. Or do you guys still have opinions on the first? I feel like it's very hard to go back to pre MK nine games in a serious manner. Um, I'm of the opinion Mortal Kombat two is a classic. Yes, one is not. Uh, Three, I'm not a fan of the addition of the run button because. It just makes combos more of a pain in the ass to even start. 
Because A, run exists so people can see them coming. And B, they are a must if you want to even do combos. I I think the the three games, if people could go back to, in like, I think in terms of both, I would recommend Mortal Kombat 2, uh, Deception, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Like, nowadays, the 2D games are just jank. With, by today's standards, very tame fatalities. Yeah, you can still play them and have a good time. It's just, you know, the the newer ones feel more fluid and more dynamic. No. I can't say that for 11. No. I can't now, say that. The, on, now, for the controversial side that I know it's going to be, I think the 3D games are a joke. If you take, if you take it up above casual play, it's just a joke, especially Armageddon. I've never been a big fan of them. I'm a fan of their characters. I'm a fan of their presentation, but I'm just not a fan of playing them. I did like the creative fighter in MK Armageddon. I did like that. That was fun to play around with. Of course, then you get to Mortal Kombat 9, and then we, it wants to be a legitimate fighting game. And surprise, that means it's actually kind of fun. In and fact, it was a broken game, too. In well, in yeah. a good way, it is it is, it is really mm-hmm. broken, but it's still fun. In yeah, fact, exactly. I would consider the challenge tower in that game to be the peak, the standard of single player content in a fighting game. Like you can get lost in that thing, and it actually lives up to the challenge part of it by the end. Oh, but I consider oh. I consider Mortal Kombat X to be the peak. It is my favorite Mortal Kombat, bar none, except no substitutes. And yeah, I've been already through 11. I consider it a step down, but I do respect the shakeup and not releasing 10 too. You guys are trying. It's just try again. Hmm. I feel like the series kind of peaked at nine um, because, you know, it felt like, okay, it's, it's still, it's still kind of like it was a 2.5 D, not like a 3 D, not like a 2 D, but it, it felt like it was the most classic to me. Like, because obviously because it's a reboot, of one or of like the original series but i felt like nine was um like where it peaked as far as like where classics go and as far as like yeah the game was broken but it was fun it was a lot of fun to play um i would say um mkx and mk11 still kind of feel too much like injustice to me whereas Uh, comment nine i don't know about x I know, yeah. You guys will probably disagree with that. Part. I would rather press. I would rather press meter burn at the same time uh, rather than me, meter burn in the middle of a move. To mm. me, no, if he was to go, if he was to go that, I would say M eleven is like injustice, but without the fun. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven is more like injustice. Not X. Uh, X is like a hell of a lot faster pace than um freaking injustice. It, even. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 is still such a fun game to play and it still holds up to this day. Um it just rhymed. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, I think, holds up really good as well. Mortal Kombat 1 could use some tweaks. Um, I real only play that if I'm with my friends and I've had like a lot of alcohol. Um you know, 10 I'll go back to, you know, and play with all of you guys. Eleven I'll play with you nine i'll play with you guys um i didn't really have too much experience with the ps2 era with the 3d era so i can't really speak on that but um but yeah i i mean 
I still think it just kind of reached its peak around nine and then they just keep putting out more games because they just have to. Like they have to keep up with Street Fighter, they have to keep up with Tekken, they have to keep up with the fan base. Yeah, current year they gotta keep up with the um atmosphere. I, I haven't said that. Uh are you done, Nikki? Because I actually wanna go ahead and go next then. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Well, like as far as favorite era, personally, I actually love the 3D era the most. For me, like that was the peak of Mortal Kombat in terms of like as Red Red put it though, like the characters and the presentation and whatnot. Like I do enjoy playing the games though. Like, you know, Deception is still one of my favorites though, but like I do think that's that's more combat as last. But MK9 is like the cherry on top. Cause like that just took the greatness of the 2D games though, is just give it a new fresh coat of paint, just made it better, right? That kind of steal. So like mm-hmm. if, if I wrecked the arrows so up, my favorite would be like the 3D. The Nether Realm, and then last the um the original games, the original 2D games. So as far as favorite games concerned, though, it would be MK9 for me though, because like that right there just reinvigorated a lot of love for me for the franchise. Because you know, after a while, it, just, it died off. On top Same. of that, on top of that, freaking Deception, like that was my first Mortal Kombat game, and I still enjoy playing it to this day. Like the amount of just everything it has though like it just have fresh air fresh fresh um air and whatnot we do gotta guess okay uh i'll get on that in a second run uh but and lastly my next favorite game would be mkx so i just enjoyed the fast paceness and whatnot it was just amazing but yeah that's my my little thing with jake uh who wanna go next i think we already said them all i mean i guess i could go quickly I think okay. in terms of the 2D, it's probably UMK3, then 4, then 2 and 1. And then for the 3D year, it'd probably be Deception, then Deadly Alliance, and Armageddon. And then for the new, I guess for the modern era, it's X9 and I guess 11. But yeah, pretty much everyone had already said what I had wanted to say anyway. Alright. Uh, Ren, you did. Um, you say your stuff, right? Um, so how I feel, I'm gonna make my answer really quick so we can just uh move on to the next segment of guest calling. Uh, so I like the 2D era for what it was. Granted, it's not perfect. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, like I said, didn't age well, 2 and 3 were better games, and 4 was like meh. Um, as for the 3D era. They had interesting ideas and concepts. However, I feel like the gameplay was a little bit more wooden in terms of like how to get around and all that stuff. I, I felt Soul Calibur handled spacing and things like that a bit better, more faster, and it was more fluid. I mm-hmm. do appreciate the overall lore and the replay value of those games because, like I said, the conquest mode was lit. All that stuff they were given was lit definitely the best bang for your buck back then if you're playing mk for like mostly content as for the new era nine was an interesting sort of revitalization into bringing back mk back to roots i know that's overused to death but it literally was back to roots for the gameplay and adding in a couple of cool things that really made the gameplay pop and the characters as well, but it's just that plot was the catalyst for the story just going in this weird direction. And then as as it continued like a lot more, it started getting progressively worse. Um, 
I like MKX for what it was. Once again, fun game. And then MK11, I do enjoy playing it, but there's a lot of problems with that game, especially micro story, all that stuff we talked. We, we like Johnny about Cage it. skins. Yeah, Johnny Cage skins, all that stuff we talked about earlier, <laughs> still <laughs> sort of reign supreme with that game. Uh, so like I said, I, I think the best era is just the first two were great, and then this one's like kind of up and down a little bit in terms of quality. Actually, no, I, I just noticed something though. You know, a like, common thing with these eras, the first one may be a little janky or just a, a hit routes back, right? Because you have one, you have Deadly Alliance, and you have nine for each era, right? Mm -hmm. So then you go on to the next game, though, like, it gets progressively better. So you got your two, threes, whatever, you got your Deception, and you got your X. Then you get the last game of each era, which is your four, your um, Armageddon, and your um, eleven. Like, those games are, like, the more divisive, divisive among the community. No, it's, yeah. it's a common trend with um, Mortal Kombat, though. I almost guarantee you the next era is going to have the same thing. Yeah, most likely where there's going to be one that's loved by everyone, and then there's going to be the middle of the road, and then the divisive one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But that being said, though, um, we're going to actually go and transition over to a guest caller um, segment. Uh, Rain, can you pull in a gummy chart? Uh, yeah, just hold on a second. I actually, I actually got a bounce for now, but it was fun being on here. Yeah. Drill, oh, you... and, and, all right, in that regard, then, let's do Astros for our main cast, then. How about that? Yeah, sure, sure. Cool. Alright, Drill, I'll start with you first. Um, go ahead, do your Drill. Yeah, I get, you can find me on Twitter at Drillvid777. And, I mean, there's also a YouTube channel I have, but I don't really do anything on it. So yeah, Twitter's like the main... Twitter's like the main thing that I'm, I'm pretty much active on. Alright, uh, you know what? Can I keep going give you Drill? Alright, you can find me on Twitter. Twitch, which I don't go on no more, and YouTube, under the same name as Ghoul War Order, and uh, right. fuck Raiden. <laughs> Dark Raiden is king. Um, Nikki, go ahead and give you a Uh Yeah, you can find me on Twitch at Nero Catatonic. You can find me on Catatonic. Um, it's an underscore between Miss and Also, uh, Nikki, you cut out like five times. Your mic had a Catatonic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is my mic now? Is it working okay now? Static. Somewhat. Uh, at 25% power, yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so yeah, you can find me on Twitch at Nero Catatonic. Twitter at Miss Catatonic. There's an underscore between the Miss and the Catatonic. Um, and also bring back smoke from Mortal Kombat 11. I thought you said Snoke from like Star Wars. Oops. No, Snoke. <laughs> Alright, uh, <laughs> Rat Rat, my man, go ahead and give you a troll. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Rad Rad, and you can find my YouTube channel at Rad Rad's Rad Games, where starting okay. next month, I'm going to be playing through the Capcom vs. SNK series. I've been even, giving my YouTube a bit of a twist, though. Yeah, I've been playing the, I've been giving my YouTube channel a bit of a revival, so that's where most of my content's gonna go. Alright, alright. That's cool, that's cool. Nice, um, nice. The Lost Jojo, give your outro, sir. All right, you can find me on YouTube at Jojo's Woodshed. Um, I'm going, I stream three times, at least three times a week. Um, I might even be streaming tomorrow, depending on what I've got going on. 
Alright, uh... Obviously hey, it's Among Us. Totally. No. Uh, Ren, uh, can you give that a shot right now? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at RenOperative underscore, and you can find me on YouTube at RenegadeOperative. Um, Wait, we can? Yeah, shut up. Uh, I, I will be <laughs> trying to get this podcast uploaded, but, you know, three hours, uh, all that bit, so. Ah, uh, yes. I'll let, you, I'll let you guys know when we, when we update that. Um... We're just gonna well the people who want to stay behind you can but we're gonna do a calling guest because we have two of them So I'm gonna introduce him right cool. now and he has 10 minutes on the clock and he can talk a little bit of MK And then we'll get Andre in and we'll leave Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Alright, Gummy Shark. Oh, well, speaking of which Hey, Gummy, Gummy, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. Alright um first give your um your little intro or whatever no uh, and then you could go ahead and do your um thing for this discussion all right well uh as you may know i'm gummy shark guy and uh i mean i've been playing mortal kombat since it released like the original pretty much so that's like you know more than 20 years of uh of lore that's been accumulating and one thing that i'm really excited for is that I mean, it's cool that we're getting, like, new movies and all that shit. But what I found really, really awesome was that at the end of Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath story, we're finally put in the position where we can see the events of the tournaments fought by the Great Kung Lao. I thought that was, uh, that was something really cool because we've always heard about this character as being, like, one of the only people to defeat Goro and all that shit. And, you know, being legendary to the point where the current Kung Lao takes his name and all that. And uh, I was wondering just if anyone else was just similarly hyped up when they brought that in at the ending of it. I thought that was kind of cool when I saw that ending. It, it, I said it before uh, earlier, it brings in interesting possibilities in terms of new characters that we might not have seen or characters that might have been in the background now Liu Kang is gonna pick them out and they could fight in the tournament uh but the criticism I had earlier is that you know due to time travel and all that stuff everything's a bit skewed but it does lead to interesting possibilities yeah like I, I really want to see like just learning a lot more about the just you know older tournaments like it would be cool to see who was grandmaster of the lin kuei back then it would be interesting to see maybe edenia before the outworld invasion or or shit like that just a lot of there's a lot of untapped uh untapped lore that the ending of aftermath i think gives us license to to witness because normally you think time travel okay they ran out of ideas but they managed to do it in a way that basically leaves the series fertile for just so much new shit to be fleshed out. Honestly, Eleven um, Aftermath was more like them writing themselves outside of a hole. Because, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, though, they did kind of run out of ideas, even though they have a gold mine of stuff beforehand. But this is a great opportunity to see stuff in the mentos that we didn't see beforehand, you know? Because, you know, 11, and then 11, 9 was a retail in the first three games, and then they diverged into their own thing. So now we can actually see, like, you know, again, like you mentioned, the great Kun Lao and maybe potentially other stuff. So it, while uh, it closed one door, it opens the multiple ones, like you just said.
So like, it, it is going to be rather interesting to see where they go from here. Hopefully for the better. No, yeah, d- definitely. Like, um, I, I really want to see more of like uh, maybe see some of Onaga's rule too before Shao Kahn oh, poisoned yes. him like a little bitch. Or like, yeah, seriously, uh, Onaga needs more love. You know, like see, see, just like a lot of that cool shit. So that I'm, I'm really ex- excited for. Um, as far thinking about lore too, uh. When it came to to them making the the movie, the the newest one, I think a lot of the changes to the lore that they made ended up being kind of detrimental to the film. Um, I I don't get why we have an OC as the main character if Johnny Cage is a similar fish out of water that needs everything explained to him. So you already have an entry point for the audience in that case. And then, um, and then, like the way that they explained them having their powers, I think was was kind of was kind of dumb, especially for the main character's power just to be the fucking villain from X Men First Class. <laughs> oh, like, shit! Up in this bitch, like here's your Arcana. You know how how did you how did you guys feel about that? We we uh, also and- thought it was dumb. Yeah, quite surprisingly though, we were um quite you know. Negative, but also semi-positive about the movie. But yeah, well, the stuff you just mentioned, like we didn't like it either, because it, obviously it doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. Yeah, that, like it's um. Plus, like the the movie didn't even have the the tournament, which I thought was kind of weird. It, I mean, if it's so explicitly against the rules of Mortal Kombat for them to fight and kill each other before the tournament even starts, you'd think the Elder Gods would have intervened. Yeah, I I I don't think we mentioned that, but I brought that up in my review where it's like I thought the rules of Mortal Kombat is you cannot kill combatants once you declare Mortal Kombat because that's 100% against the rules. Like you're supposed to let them gather their fighters first and then you do the tournament and then they can kill each other. There is one little loophole which MK9 actually showed off though, but this is like technically pre before they accepted it on the thing. Um, Strange Song forced Raiden into um accepting the tournament by summoning an army of um Tarkartans to kill off the monks, right? Cause I was, mm-hmm. um, characters like Jax didn't die there though because you know plot reasons, but um, yeah, like something like that could actually you know technically bend the rule in their favor by not breaking the rule, you know, that type of thing. Well- if you remember, they technically did break the rules, but uh, in th- that was basically the big twist at the end of Mortal Kombat 9 story, that yeah. even though Outworld did break the rules, the Elder Gods didn't intervene because Earthrealm won anyways. Yeah, that was after um, that portion of the story, though. That was during the MK3 you know, portion of um, the story. That's when they um, you know, really broke the rule. No, yeah, but that that explains why, even though they broke the rules by having the army come in during the MK2 storyline, why the Elder Gods didn't intervene. They wouldn't have intervened until Shao Kahn won as a result of breaking the rules, not just breaking them, which kind of goes against what the canon had set before, which is mm-hmm. where just Shang Tsung's presence in Earthworm would have been breaking the rules of, of Mortal Kombat. That is very interesting, actually. Like, I never really thought about that yeah. before until now. 
but yeah, like the the rules that the elder gods like. That's why I really liked the story for MK9 because they they actually like kind of challenge the the semantics of the of the rules of the elder gods to see like how far the how far they could push them. I think the only real loophole there could be in the rules is what Shao Kahn does in Mortal Kombat 3 where he resurrects Sindel and Earthrealm and is like, well, it's my right to go and get this bitch, like, she's mine, so... and then trigger the merging of the realms from there. But Gummy Shark, do you have any uh, other questions? Because we got, like, three minutes left for you. Um... I'm trying to see. Uh, do you guys think any characters were flat out disrespected in the movie? Because, like, right away, fucking Goro and Kung Lao, I thought, were fucking dealt shit hands in that movie. Um, Natara, um, the vampire lady, yeah, she was mm. a huge ass downgrade compared to her, you know, her legit kind of part in the, in the games. No, she was just there, just to get killed off almost immediately. Uh... Uh, Kano, like, okay, as funny as Kano was, though, he was too much of a jobber because he would actually put up a fight against um, Sonya in the other games, though. But then again, MKX made him into a jobber as well, so like, you know, it happens. Yep, you give me uh, your take. See who else? I'm back. Okay, I can't think of other characters top of my head. I was disrespected, though, but. The- the only thing I think we mentioned during the podcast was that it was really stupid how Liu Kang and all the other people were standing, even Cole were standing right there in front of Kung Lao, and then his soul was getting sucked, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, like, Liu Kang could shot a fireball, or Cole could just throw a rock or something, I don't know, something to help. Also, oh, wait, hold on, I, I actually think... Yeah, plot armor. Uh, there's one thing I just forgot to mention, though. How easily Kano destroyed Raiden's um thing, and Raiden did not retaliate against um or sense that Kano um was destroying his um his artifact that was protecting them. Yeah. Yeah, this Raiden was pretty wild. I think he he just yeah talked tough, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, he really didn't do anything. I mean just nothing i think even cole asked him uh why didn't you intervene but you intervene here at the end and he just smiled at him and i'm like okay he's like because i'm a bitch yeah he's just a bitch let's get dark rain man he gets stuff done oh hell yeah i'd be all for that but um gummy we gotta let you go because we got like another guest caller in so could you like do your outros uh yeah, uh my name's Gummy Shark Guy. Check me out on uh Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, all that shit. Big on retro gaming. Uh right now big on the Batman Arkham games. So I've been doing that a lot on Twitch. Uh yeah, just look for Gummy Shark Guy and you'll find me. Alright, awesome. All right. It it was good talking to you, getting you in here and getting your MK opinions. We're gonna let you go. And hopefully all you right, come back for the me. next podcast. Alright, I'll see y'all later. See you later. All right, take care. All right, All right let's now we get Anju in here. On Anju, let's get Anju real quick. Anju, Anju, and then there we go. Andre, yeah. you are live with us about Mortal Kombat. So we just wrapped up the podcast. We're doing the guest caller segment. Uh, is there anything you want to ask us about Mortal Kombat, the games, the new movie that came out? And we'll go from there. 
Oh, yo, what is up, everyone? I'm pretty impromptu. <laughs> I was like, it's funny because I thought this was going to start at 8, but it started a lot later. <laughs> yeah, we, we went on for like a bit, so it's it got a bit late. Uh, let's see. You know, to make it quick, I think in Mortal Kombat, the series, it's funny because it's been around for about almost like 29 years now. It's a really long-running series. Like, it's... It's been around, I want to say, like the same length as Street Fighter, right? And, you know, I'm really curious to see what the series goes forward, you know? Like, if they'll do, um, they'll do like another full on reboot where they just use an entirely new cast or, you know, go a completely different direction. I'd love them to do like a beat em up style MK game, like, um, Shallow Monks. Definitely will love that. Um, definitely will love to see that, you know, happen one day, but. Yeah. I'd love to see them try some spin-offs. I'd like to see them try some more spin-offs now that they've got more ex experience under their belt, I guess. Mm-hmm, because I don't hate the fighting games, but I kind of wish they'd take a break from them for a while, do other things. Like, I don't know, do, like, maybe another, do, like, another um, animated Mortal Kombat movie. I'd love to see them do something like that, you know? Okay. Well, that's not going to be another round, though, so that's different yeah. altogether. Yeah, that that's a bit different. That's, like, mostly WB and their animated squad and everything. But I will say, I really did like Scorpion's Revenge to the point where I do want to see a sequel, and I don't know why they won't, like, dabble with Sub-Zero. I think that would be pretty cool for a movie. They have many characters they could do, like, a solo movie with. Yeah, I, um, I love to see, like, um... I'd love to see, like, a Sub-Zero movie or, like, a Liu Kang film. I think that it would definitely be really cool contenders. Shallow and Monks. <laughs> or, dude, actually, another one. How about they do a movie about, um, Raiden and just Fujin, you know? That'd be pretty hype. That would be cool. I mean, I mean, they're, they're yeah. cool, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Sub-Zero, what are you talking about? Ah, uh, shut uh, up. Quiet Lane. <laughs> oh, I see what you Brother. did there. <laughs> Kenji didn't. Oh. Well, Andre, do you have any other questions for us or anything uh, you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I'm done. But yeah, that was uh, it was really fun, even though I was only off for like a few minutes. But um, no, your 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 time's not up yet. You you actually have like seven more minutes. Yeah, you uh, want to okay. talk about something else? I guess. Sure. Uh, sure. I guess we can talk a little bit more about MK. Um. Oh, the movie. Uh, I did see the movie fairly recently, and um, it was a fun romp. Like, I enjoyed it a lot for what it was. I think my only issue didn't really feel like a tournament. It just kind of felt like a lot of assassination attempts, and I'm going to be honest with you, like, I don't think Cole's a bad character, but I feel like he didn't really feel like a main character. He kind of felt more like a jobber, you know? It was just kind of there to just get his ass kicked. I mean, <laughs> it was it was a lot of jobbers in this movie, believe me. Like, if, oh, yeah. if people were complaining about jobbers in the Mortal Kombat games, this takes it to a whole new level. Like, holy shit. I know, because... Yeah, and it's funny, because I think Liu Kang probably looks better as the main protagonist, or even Johnny Cage, but unfortunately they're saving up Johnny Cage for the sequel, and like... The ideas are all on point, but, like, I'd say the best one was easily Scorpion. Like, um, Hiroyuki Sonata was just amazing, you know? He 
He stole the show, in my opinion. He was just really damn good. And Kano's actor was great as well. <laughs> funny that Kano got... It's kind of funny how like, Kano got dinned by a fucking lawn gnome of all things. I feel like that was just a weird callback to what he did in the beginning of the movie where he was having that argument about Sonya not paying him two million dollars or some shit. So he spit on lawn gnome. And then he got killed yeah. by it, so that's just dramatic irony right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think one thing I wasn't big on was Kung Lao getting his soul suck from Shanks. I was like, eh. We all complained about that with Gummy Shark just now. They, I'm gonna be real, they killed, I think they killed him off way too early. They, I think they should have saved him up for the second movie, because I think that's another issue with this movie. I have, like, I think some characters could have been saved up, like Natara, Molina, and Cabal, you know? I think they could have been saved up for the sequel to be fleshed out a bit more. Um, well, when people say that, I actually, when I did a review, I disagree with that. I'm like, well, it's MK, and nobody really is dead forever. Even with the giant clusterfuck that is Armageddon at the end, and everybody mostly being killed off, the timeline sort of saved people's lives, so... It's all irrelevant at the end of the day in terms of fates. Just we can complain about how the recent fates are not that great, but in the long run, I think they're going to be fine because they're going to revive those characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the fatalities in the action were amazing, though. They're definitely really. I think the funniest one was when Jack's like, you know, he did his classic fatality where he just slams his head into like someone's skull so hard they just pop off. Yeah, he said he, he clapped his head like a zit and said these motherfuckers work. I mean, the, I liked the dialogue on the second watch. I really did. That's why I think I gave it like a six point five over just a six because the dialogue worked in this movie. Just everything else in terms of the weak choreography and how they handle some things is just off. Yeah, the movie does have some pretty funny moments. Like I, I like it when they just say fatality when they kill someone. And, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Fuck off, Brandon. <laughs> oh, man. What is, what is this man Brandon doing? <laughs> How Kung Lao got his neck snap, like, with these. <laughs> um, man, don't remind me. I was mad when they did that. I was like, man, fuck Shao Kahn. So, there, there's actually one interesting question because uh, Andre's time is, like, nearing. But there's one interesting question we did not talk about in this podcast that should have been brought up. Favorite costumes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we talked about in, those. In the whole series. In the whole series. Yeah, favorite costumes. I think, uh, you know what? I think my favorite costume in the whole series, or at least... I love Raiden's samurai costume and Deadly Alliance. I always thought that was a really cool skin. That just, that was Raiden's best. Like, that's probably one of his best. Next to, you know, his iconic look, of course. Oh, Brandon posted uh, um, Scorpion from, is that Deception? It's gotta be. I think that's Deception. Deception. Uh, Deception. Uh, okay. Deception, Deadly Alliance, same ballpark. Also, yeah, 3D era. Yeah, 3D era. So basically similarities there. Um, and then they went back to the classic like MK3 ninja look in Armageddon, I think. Uh, but um, it, that is actually alternate costume and um deception as well. So they just flipped um the main costume. 
asset flip. Yeah. But uh, I guess I can name off my favorite costumes and 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 go from there. So I'm trying to really think of this one. I really liked um fucking just the classic ninjas like their outfits when they came back in um Mortal Kombat Nine. I thought they were cool. Also. I also liked uh, Shredder Sub Zero as well since that was posted. I thought that was also I had another one actually. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I really like I like Sub Zero's MK3 look where it just has like it doesn't have the mask and you see a scar. Yeah. I really like that one a lot. That's a really cool look. I kind of wish they I kind of wish they brought that that back in MK11. Kind of a bummer they did. On the flip side, uh, good. Uh, my favorite costume was obviously was posted in chat with Noob Smoke. Like both the default and the alts, where uh, Smoke looks like actual smoke. Yeah, and then the other one, he's all cyber eyes and shit. Oh, yeah, that Raiden's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, Dolph Raiden's all. Oh, yeah, that oh. one I know you're talking about. That's the one I was talking about, actually, Brandon. You know what's um real quick though what's weird about smoke in the um one of the um costumes? That was actually like nano machines or nanotech form as a smoke rather than um Oh really? Yeah, rather than just him being actual smoke. Yeah, because uh, they use cyberization and uh Lin Kuei. Oh yeah, Melina's outfit and that was really good. That a lot. On the flip side to that, horrible costumes. I would say Sub Zero's alt in one of the games where he's like bald. Oh, he's I think bald? it. I think it's yeah, a three D oh era. God, it's so stupid. I hate that you know, one. You know what's weird? I actually like that costume. <laughs> okay, we we got the outlier opinions. All right, all right. I mean, yeah, sure. The bald head might be a little much though, but I do like the costume itself. Though it looks actually really good. People just focus on his shiny ass head. Uh, I think the worst costume is probably Jax's Deadly Alliance costume, the one the fucking gangster Jax, like oh yeah, gold chain and shit, dude. He has a gold oh, that's, chain. That's also in all the games in the three era. Okay, oh. well, well, I guess if I had to, Farmer Jax is just also really fucking generic to me. I, yeah, I just don't, that one's pretty lame. I don't feel that one either. I would say my favorites are pro- my favorites are. The Scorpion and Sub-Zero alt costumes in MKX where they're unmasked and they're their own individual characters. Oh, so now, Hanzo I, and um, Kwai Liang. Hanzo and Kwai Liang. I love those costumes. They're they're the best costumes I've ever seen from the series so far. My least favorite, however, is Scorpion's Injustice 1 costume. I, okay, I you cap it on that one. <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry. You, no, you cap it on that one, dude. No. Nope, you I'm capping. I do not you like that, on that one. So someone posted you, again so I can take a closer examination. Hang the, on. Uh, the Injustice Scorpion costume? Yeah, Brent, Brent is on it. I, I just want to look at it myself. I don't then. like it. You are cap- Happened. Is that the one? It looks okay. I hate it. It just looks kind of. Is that looks really tacky? Is that the one with Scorpion with the hood? Yeah, Uh, like he looks weird with a hood on. Like he looks. Wait, wait. Which one? There's two of them. Which one? He said injustice. Injustice. Yeah. I like that one. That one's actually cool. Yeah, someone posted this. I want to take a I look. I mean, if you guys like it, that's cool. That's just not... I don't like it. I don't... That one's that's actually the worst costume, actually. Infrared yeah, that's Scorpion. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, infrared. so... Yeah, infrared is... Oh, no, yeah, that one was trash. garbage. That, that one was a terrible costume. I hate that costume garbage. so bad. Infrared Scorpion is trash. That should have just been a free extra, like, 
costume color or something. Why, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much what it is. <laughs> isn't, it like, isn't it like paid DLC? That uh, costume, I yes. don't know. Actually, I got it for free because I'm you know, MKXL. Yeah, I, I did as well. So before yeah. it was it was paid. You had to pay for it before M MKXL. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think Scorpion's Injustice costume just looks weird. I'm sorry, I don't like it. No, wait, no, I the take best one. The worst. No. I'll take that back. The M, the worst Scorpion costume is from MK versus DC. That one looked really dumb. I hated it. That one's also actually using um MK um nine. Like it's virtually the same type of costume. Yeah. Oh, After seeing this, I don't, I don't think it's bad, but I I do think Scorpion had like far better designs in terms of costumes. But this is, it, it ain't that bad to be honest. Now, truth be told, um, oh, mm -hmm. real quick, the best costume. Best MK costume from the Justice Verse is honestly Raiden. I gotta say, Raiden has the best one uh, um, from the Jim Lee. Um, yeah, guns. Raiden looks okay. Raiden looks okay. That one I probably would need to see again because I do not Everyone. remember Raiden <laughs> Justice. Something to about them, MK versus DC and MK9 use the same engine. Oh, really? Um, MK9, um, SF flipped a lot of shit from uh, MK um, versus DC or MK8 for short. Yeah, he's got okay. like a mask on somehow. That's kind of cool. I, it kind of reminds me of like the stuff you would find in Neo Two in terms oh, of like that. accessories. I like that Sub Zero. No, no, Injustice Two Sub Zero, I do kind of like. Yeah, he has the hood. He he has the frozen arms too. It looks pretty badass. I like. I just that. don't like the mask. The mask, um, it can be changed obviously in the um customization though. But everything else is swag. You guys remember yeah. that special advertisement costume they did for the ninjas where it's like they sort of look like these weird I I wouldn't say chibi characters but like weird anime style characters. I forgot the costume names, but they're in Mortal Kombat X. Uh I don't think and, I've seen them. And and Sub-Zero has one and and Scorpion has one. And let me see oh, if I, I think can I know what it. you're talking about. Those were like paid DLC costumes where the where the where the prize, where the money went towards a prize or for a tournament or something. Yes, yes. And they've got like they got like beady, solid white eyes all on all of them. It's basically like if if you think about Batman animated, but just apply that to like oh, Scorpion um, Sub Zero. Wait, are you talking about? Hold on, uh, image of it. I don't know what they're called, but I think I know what he's talking about. Uh, this? Let me see. Let me see if it'll ever look. Thumbnail work. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to one with Scorp um, Scorpion. Yeah, oh, see, the one Renegade posted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I had. I had what? one for. There was an actual statue of the Scorpion when I had. I still have it. it. It's uh, you get that when you pre-order. It was a collector's edition. I think that yeah. was one of the they last collectors. Thing as well. Yeah, mm. I think yes. I think that was the last collector's edition I got from like that ever, one uh, like and Sub Zero. Yeah, both yeah, of them I... had their own statue from that weird outfit. Yeah, I don't have Sub Zero. But yeah, you could you could get the costume in game if you got Exile. And then they had mm. other stuff like you know Cold War outfits and all this other stuff. Those are kind of cool. Yeah, those are kind of cool too. I, I like that. It kind of makes them look like um fucking. Uh, Batman from Superman Red Sun, which is pretty dope. Interesting. Yeah. The, the Scorpion's alt from Mortal Kombat 9. Just, it, it's a ton yeah. of good costumes, but there's also like just some 
terrible shit ones too in the fold. Honestly, honestly though, the bad ones are like rare to find. To be, to be quite honest, you, but it's yeah. hard to find that one. Yeah, you do have well, the hunt though. Sort of. MK3 render it was like so good at MK9. I actually used MK3 costumes a lot. Mm. I think Mortal Kombat in general is like really good. I think all the character designs are great. I think there have been like very few bad ones. Yeah. Cobra, excuse me, sorry. Uh, no, Cobra? Cobra looks actually fine. I actually do like the karate um gear he has on. He's fine, but you know the man's just. Does he have any alts? Like I just want to know this question. Yeah, he has one that's hooded. Uh, it's, got, it's like think... a hooded. It's like a hooded version of his of his current costume. Jin Kazan. Can we get oh, that for Ken? Hang on, let me um find it. That'd be cool. Would be cool for Ken. Ken, oh, about? he's already in, in Mortal Kombat. Uh uh-huh. No. no, I get the not do not insult my husbando like that. Wait a minute here. Hey, I am on the same team with that with Chief, man. Ken is goat. I was like, yeah, there he is. Ken's That's cool. it right there. That was something like like I don't know, like like Cody or some shit where we're yeah. yeah, this would fit with Ken or Cody with that costume. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty especially dope. Co- especially Cody, since Cody already wears a hoodie in the, the final fight games. Yeah. Put it on a more memorable character, I guess. Yeah, it, it works better that way. Nothing. At, at least when it compares to Cobra. Katana was great. Like, yeah. so many great costumes all around. Like, damn, did we did we even talk? I guess this would be like the last question, but uh, did we even talk about like favorite x rays and stuff like that? No, we did not. You skipped no. it on that one, Chief. Damn. Well, well, now we can talk about it. So, favorite X-rays go. Uh, shit. Actually, I don't know because I haven't, I haven't seen all of them in years though. But I like Smoke's MK9 X-ray. That's my favorite. Yeah, he just, of course it is, because you love Smoke. But for real, that's actually a good one. He just slam dunks that dude face. <laughs> oh yeah. Cybots one a lot where he gets his clone. I like that. The groin that, yeah, that like the person gets kicked actually throws up on his leg. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's so gross. <laughs> I love it. Those crazy. Yeah, that does make makes no sense because they're wearing a mask and like they're vomiting all over the face. <laughs> oh, that's true. The opponent's a robot and they should not have a stomach to begin with. They they didn't think that far ahead. We, we well, know they this. throw up oil if, yeah. if if they was to change it. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite shit. I'm just gonna say I, I really liked uh, Reptiles one where he breaks a person's neck and then he steps on their chest. Just, just overall fun. Jeez. Uh, just don't get, just don't get uh, MK9 on PC. No. Oh shit! Actually, no, no, no. I think that was Scorpion where he. Um, I forget Reptiles one. I know he breaks the neck. I don't know if he steps on the chest or not. No. But, um. Yeah. Scorpion decks you in the face and it just stomps on your chest. Yeah, he's the one that stomps on you. I thought that was brilliant. Also, people keep falling for Johnny Cage's like counter X-ray so much that I'm just like, well, this is also no, another I favorite because because <laughs> the person's nuts or Vijay or Bazingas or whatever's down there, it gets punched to death and then he just. Breaks the person's spine is great. No kids for them. No children, no balls. Or... I like Scorpion's MKX X-ray. I think it's pretty neat. We just use the spear and just slams you hit so hard on the ground. That's mm. pretty cool. I'm also trying to think of like fatal blows, but there's so many of those. Uh, yeah, that's like also a different 
um day like, like we could do a part three in the future because right now we're yeah. way past our um yeah. deadline actually uh Ren, am i supposed to uh, outro myself out actually, yeah go ahead and do your outro please yeah do your outros okay, um you can find me on twitter andre b venom and yeah it was definitely fun being on this podcast um i love um i definitely love to do part three in the future but tell them catch you guys later all right see you easy all right, now let's talk about the fatal blows. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so it's uh, four hours. It, it's all. It's actually almost been four hours. So we're gonna wrap it up here for the podcast. Uh, whenever I get this up, I will let you guys know. We're gonna need a lot of gameplay, but yeah. Uh, we did our outros. We're signing out. Hopefully you enjoyed no, this. Po- Hope oh, shut, shut up. Hopefully you enjoyed <laughs> this podcast, and we will see you guys later. And remember, Bye. finish them. Finish them. Flawless victory. Finish run. No, fatality. Friendship. Get caged. Oh, you said you want fatality? All right. No, friendship. I said friendship, David. Jojo want to get no. caged, man. We know where he oh. lies at. Oh, my. So Jojo, you want to get caged by Johnny Cage? Uh, what ver- What game? What What game? X videos. Nah, you know what you like, Chief. Oh. X videos. Oh, ah. Pornhub. There you go.